0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 57 of Riot Act, the alternative music podcast with myself, Stephen Hill, and my co-host, Mr. Renfri Dedman, Hello. who sits to my left, if you are watching on the YouTubes.
1: Yeah, but if you are me on the YouTubes, I'll be on the right. But I do still sit to your D- left. You. you
0: still sit to my left.
1: It's all very confusing. That's a fact. Yeah, all <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> left it's and about right. it's time
0: confusing. and physics space. and space and... The perception of what is real and what isn't real, which seems rather apt for what we're going to be doing this week. Um, Coming up later on the show, we are going to be reviewing new albums from Hugar, Black Futures and Entombed AD. And And I've put all of those bands (laughs) first because they deserve just a little bit of credit because the poor bastards have released an album the same week as Tool finally released their new record oh. so obviously we will be talking about that quite extensively and i'm gonna just say straight off the bat we've dropped out trade-off because we know that this will probably be not even probably this will undoubtedly be the longest album review we've done
1: i would be stunned if it isn't
0: and it might be for for another 13 years it may well be yeah unless like there's a new what could conceivably be bigger than a new Tool album in, in our world, like a new Led Zeppelin album?
1: Oh, but that's not going to happen, is it? Well, no, it's not. <clears throat> but
0: I'm trying to think of something which could con- you could conceive of.
1: I don't think a new Led Zeppelin album would be either, because it wouldn't probably wouldn't be very good. Uh, no, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if uh, Nine Inch Nails did another double album, that doesn't seem likely.
0: Uh, okay, uh, We before we kick on, um, obviously we want to say a big thank you to Musicism. Go to musicism.net and they will provide you for, with online tutorials so you can be the next Adam Jones <laughs> or the next Maynard James Keenan. I shouldn't um, laugh, like maybe. Maybe. You maybe. Know. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean Sorry. It's, no, it's, no, no. it's for nine ninety nine a month. You know, it could happen. And then you'll think, what a bloody bargain. Especially if you put in the code RIOT in the checkout, in capitals, you get 25% off and you are fucking laughing. <laughs> what an absolute bargain. <laughs> and then you can take decades between albums if you're good enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that. Um, Also, go to patreon.com forward slash riot act podcast. Me and Renfrew just having a conversation before we started about how we're going to start doing... Um, writers reviews again real soon yeah. real soon yeah
1: our lives are slowly getting back to normal ish mm. yeah. yeah just just about uh so we're going to start actually uh redoing these writers reviews because it's been a long while since yeah we talked about so
0: the records. we appreciate your patience there is yeah, thank what, you. 15 16 of them up already for people that haven't signed up and are interested in more
1: something like that content
0: yeah. from us yeah. then uh you can go over there and just Pledge a pound a month, and you will get all of that straight away. And we're going to start adding to it um, probably quite quickly, I think. Yeah. We should probably try and get go bang, 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 and put a few out all at once.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have plans. That's pads. a good idea.
0: So that's good. Um, okay, right. Before we start talking about the uh, the, the, the big news, which is the Tool album, mm-hmm. we should talk about um, something which has just happened, dropped a few days ago, which is the Antwerp uh, have been, who you love, you weren't here when I did the reading review, uh, and the reading review, um, review, the download review. When I wasn't, I listened to it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have talked to you about the at at downloading the sort of the I bizarre do response. Do you want to do a really brief talk to about that? Or? I just thought it was really weird. It was sort of funny. It was like watching sort of two unlimited play at download, okay. do you know what I mean? But <laughs> quite aggressive and a bit sort of pikey. But I don't know. I actually sort of <clears throat> weirdly, I did like, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Okay. Um, I enjoyed seeing some people's faces mm. But then some people did seem to be having a really good time It was one of those polarising festival sets mm. um, Was it
1: ironic, Love, though, do you think?
0: No, I don't think it was I think people genuinely liked it I mm. think when their songs are good, they're really good When they're not very good, they're pretty bad
1: I mean, you've not shown me any examples of when they're good, unfortunately But um, oh, there's, there's, a,
0: there's a few decent ones on that album <laughs> like I Fatty boom boom and yeah, fatty boom boom hit me win a ding ding. That I is mean, a fucking We've been trick. over this. Yeah, we so haven't we there's no point so, there's know. no point is there <laughs> flogging a dead horse. <laughs> um but it may be a while before you see De work at a festival. Again, they've just been dropped from the bill at Riot Fest, um to 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 go along with the fact that they've actually the second festival they've dropped from. They also which dropped is, from uh, which Louder is a, Than Life. Which is a hugely significant... Uh, Riot Fest is mm. a
1: hugely significant festival, we should say. I mean, Riot Fest was where uh, Misfits came
0: back. Misfits came back. Yeah, Jawbreaker did their first shows yeah. back there as yeah. well. They you know, yeah. get... Some you know, I think they had Slayer playing Rain Blood recently. They get some big acts playing albums in full.
1: Not yeah, not only big, but they just get some really cool sets.
0: Yeah, like they just Flaming Lips doing the Soft Bulletin a few years ago. They had yeah, yeah, really like looks like a really really good festival. They had like Rob Zombie doing um, Astro Creep in full, and that didn't even appear to be like a thing. Wicked yeah, Yeah, amazing that's so great. So yeah, I've always fancied going to Riot Fest. But if you do go to Riot Fest and you are going to Riot Fest. The Antwerp won't be playing. They've been dropped from the bill after allegations of homophobic abuse, which stem back to a video um, that was recorded in 2012, which shows Ninja spitting in the face of a gentleman called Andy Butler from Love Affair Mm. uh, backstage at a festival in Australia. Mm. So they're not going to be playing this now. Now, this is not... um, There's... Uh, there's a precedent for stuff like this happening before, and you know, my mind immediately turns to Phil Anselmo, mm-hmm. who was dropped from uh, <laughs> lots of a, things, basically uh, an entire European tour, uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. with Down back in sort of <clears throat> two thousand and what was it, early two thousand and sixteen, I believe, when Phil Something Anselmo like was um, was caught, yeah, because Dime Bash was December, yeah, doing the, uh, yeah. the Dime Bash, doing the sort of the the White Power White Wine uh incident which we don't really need to go over i'm sure everybody knows what we're talking about it's on the internet if we don't um and he lost a lot of um well yeah a lot of basically a whole tour because of that incident i mean and he's still not really fully recovered from it
1: i don't think he's fully recovered. (coughs) it is interesting that a lot of areas of the metal press have decided to just ignore it now and i don't think that you know that I don't think he has fully recovered at all. I think there's a lot of people. I certainly don't listen to Pantera as much as I used to. Um, I still do because I'm Vinnie entitled Poole, to Dime Vinnie Paul. Yeah. Dimebag Daryl, Rex, Rex, Rex Brown. Um, but, um, you know, but uh, it certainly swayed me slightly uh, because mm. obviously, you know, um, fills the mouthpiece of that band as well. So it is going to make a bit of a difference, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. This uh, Wood stuff is, um, I mean, basically the video came from a, their ex, oh, I want to say ex-tour Tour manager, manager. Who's, who's said quite a few things in the past regarding, uh, you know, who's actually released quite a few videos. And like, it's a difficult one. I mean, it, the, whatever happened, I think it's clear that Ninja spat in a man's face. Yeah, which you know, it's pretty shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you might lose your job for it, though. <coughs> depends who. Depends who. If you spit, it, spit someone's in someone's face. face, if you depends. if you
0: if you're working at McDonald's, and they found out that you spat in someone's face seven years ago, mm. and not at that job, you wouldn't get fired. No, but then,
1: but it is very different, isn't it? Because, uh, you know... Uh, it doesn't
0: have to... I mean, it's It's different because it's different, but the moral, you know... Go on, you continue. I'm about to go into one.
1: Well, a festival... Uh, musicians are effectively big getting, you know, if you want to look at it in that respect, they're getting lots of little jobs all the time um, through different management companies and different people who are willing to put them on or not. And I think... I do think it is up to the individual festivals if they then decide we don't want to have you on because we don't think this is a kosher and this is a good way to a good message to spread or whatever um I think it's within their right to not put them on if they if if that's the case, you know if they want to do that I mean got to did be you... very
0: careful about who they then don't book, them, aren't they? They've got to be very careful I mean Riot fest is where the misfits uh reformed mm. there are many a story and many a youtube video doing the rounds with glenn danzig behaving in pretty fucking uh, despicable ways mm. um should do you think they would have cancelled the misfits if, if I someone had pointed them in the direction of one of the many videos of glenn danzig being a dick to security or sound engineers or members of support bands that you can see on YouTube? I, I,
1: I don't know any... I don't know these videos that you're referring to. So it dep- I think it depends on the nature of the crime, the nature of what's happened. Mm. Um, what is undeniable is ninja spat in some guy's face. The accusations are ninja spat in some guy's face after Yolanda pretended that this this gay man had touched her up in a toilet now we can't confirm that 100 uh, percent, because you know you can't
0: confirm or deny that one percent let's be no. real about it like we don't know we haven't got no clue.
1: we don't know but that that is the accusation that's been put out there and i, I if it's if it's an ex tour manager i mean maybe he was treated like shit and he wants revenge but it's an odd thing to make up isn't it yeah you know.
0: it is an odd i mean it is an odd thing to make up, but hey people do fucking weird shit don't yeah they, when they're disgruntled, yeah but then they also yeah. become disgruntled because of terrible things, so it's very <laughs> difficult in this situation to know what the sort of the the right thing to do is. My kind of problem with it is is that, like I said, I don't think. See, what's happening right now, and I'm getting a bit bored, I have to say I'm getting very, very bored of this idea that, you know, if you do anything wrong and you're an actor or you're a footballer or you're a musician or, you you know, you're in the public eye in any way that you then shouldn't be allowed to do that thing anymore. Hmm. And they're saying, well, look, you know, you're a role model, you're this, you're like, you you people, you think you're above the law, you've been put on a pedestal. My argument to that is, by not letting those people do those jobs, you are then putting them on that pedestal. You wouldn't say to a milkman, if a milkman went to jail for spit like if if you spat in someone's face, right? And and it got reported to the police mm-hmm. and it was taken up and charged to the press, you're gonna get what? Probably at worst, a fine, a suspended sentence. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna go to prison for it, you'll probably have some some sort of criminal record. Mm-hmm. That will not stop you gainfully being employed or making money or getting on with your life nearly a decade later. It won't stop you doing that, right? So my argument is if you don't want to these musicians and artists and actors and sports people to be on a pedestal, don't put their job on a pedestal. Don't say only people that are morally sound can do this because if you just let them be like everybody else – you know this whole like it's one rule for them and it's another rule. Well, yeah, you're making th- mm. th- the flip has gone completely the other way. Like no one wants to see Vince Neil not go to prison for what? Like <laughs> Vince Neil killed a dude and he went to prison for like what was it? Like Six months? He, yeah, like a couple that's of months. Ridiculous. Like th- that's mad. Yeah. But then to completely shift it the other way, like to 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 for someone like you know Louis C.K. for example has had the comedian Louis C.K. has had gigs in this country cancelled.
2: Mm.
0: And that's not down to the club cancelling. That's down to the pressures from outside of people saying, I don't want Louis C.K. to be playing. And that's fine, right? Mm. Louis C.K. did something that you don't like. You shouldn't go and... Don't go and see him anymore. Mm. But the idea that no one else can go and see him anymore because morally this is better for them, like I just don't. Buy, I just don't think it's right. I just think what you're doing is you're turning comedians, actors, sports people, musicians, you're turning them into the very thing that you don't want them to be, which is above normal people.
1: I think, I mean, going back to that, you know, we shouldn't be putting people on pedestals thing. I, I, I'd like to agree with that. I, in fact, I do agree with that. Mm. But we live in a celebrity culture and that's, you know, I yeah. Mean, but that's the people who create these
0: people as celebrities, you know, mm. there are people who will be on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, go, oh, I stand. I stand this person. Oh, I love like the queen of this. And then mm. the second anyone does anything wrong, it's like you are dead. That mm. is the end of it. Mm. And those kind of extreme. This person is either a god who cannot be questioned or touched or, you know, spoken ill of in any way whatsoever. Because <laughs> like the BTS army, those people are fucking crazy, right? They're yeah. fucking crazy. Like the people who go to the the, the that cult that. um Old 30 seconds to Mars had recently. You yeah. see shit like that, and you go, Okay, well, you are that upset. But what if you found out that Jared Leto had done something really, really like, not even really terrible, pretty terrible? Like,
1: I think a lot of people would say he's hashtag
0: cancelled yeah, <laughs> because they want him to be cancelled. Yeah, they would. of course <laughs> they would. And it's like, everything's got to fucking mean something. Someone can't just have a fight now. Someone in the band can't just have a fight. It's got to be looked at. Oh, what does this mean? What does this say? What is this? But like, sometimes things just are what they are. He got into a fight backstage with some dude. He probably used some inappropriate language. He probably did something shitty. It was seven years ago. Just fucking get, just fucking move on. I'm just bored. I I just hate all this shit.
1: I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I I think that... um, like something that you were just saying there is like on the on the internet it has to either be they're the worst person ever or the best person ever and i would actually take that and run with that as the problem the the issue for me is there aren't different degrees of because because the internet is just like or it certainly feels like it's just a shameful kind of publicly shame this person because they did yeah. this thing there aren't any degrees of um what of of how bad a crime is it's just whether it's i don't know now now none of these things i'm i'm supporting but whether it's getting your privates out over skype or raping somebody it seems to be that the punishment is the same and i think Mm. that's wrong in terms of the i mean I suppose I'm coming from this as someone who doesn't really like them. so Yeah, I
0: think, you know, shit like that obviously does play a big part.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. But the thing is, is is the reason... So before we did the um, trade-off, I never properly heard Diane DeAndre at all. And listening to the album, and I mentioned it a little bit. I mean, I didn't... I wasn't like, oh, I, get the, I bet, bet these guys hate gay people or anything like that. But listening to the album... It did make me feel really uncomfortable because I did think I can't believe this shit is actually out there. And songs like and I did mention it that song with Yolanda on the record execs lap thing. I kind of I I mean, I I did feel that was an extremely poor taste, to be Mm. totally honest. And so and there are other accusations as well. There's a rapper who's come out from australia or new zealand i apologize i've completely forgotten i'm gonna to have to paraphrase this a little bit but she's got all sorts she's released a video which um talks about which actually shows correspondence between her and ninja and how it's you know and it flashes up all of these images hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of images of correspondence of shitty things that she has uh, that he has said to her and the way that she, she's she been treated and all of that stuff. Now, that stuff can be faked. But if you watch the video, it's a hell of a lot of effort to go to, to, to do that. And, you know, no smoke without fire. I mean, there. I, I am not going to sit here and go, Ninja definitely did this thing. Yolanda definitely did that thing, whatever. What I will... Very happily sit here and say, "Is they seem like really fucking dodgy people, and I don't like them <laughs> uh, at all." Yeah. Right? and and I I based that on listening to the record, one album alone. They they left a sour taste in my mouth. Mm. Um, and obviously they don't for of millions of other people, but they fucking did for me. I yeah, like, mate, I that's, think that's, that's sick. Fine. <laughs> you know? That's
0: fine. But you're not advocating that they should not be allowed to do anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, or are you, no. are you saying that, like, that I don't like this. Ergo. None of you uh, should be allowed. Not even none of you should be allowed to listen to it.
1: I think I, no, I I think riot fest have, um, have a right to say, we don't want you to play this festival anymore. um, i i don't think realistically i don't think their career will be ruined as a result of this they may lose a few i mean look at phil anselmo look at fucking michael jackson we were talking about michael jackson earlier this year because of the documentary that came out i did a little experiment um i was curious to see how many monthly listens uh he'd go down by as a result of the documentary um and it went from something like 29 million on Spotify to 28 million over the month that the documentary came out. There are a lot of people who do care about this shit, but in the, in the main, and I'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing, I'm just pointing it out as a fact, in the main, people don't really seem to care. Mm. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but but the loudest voices are the ones who think it's repugnant and think people should be cancelled and so on and so forth. I mean,
0: it annoys me because I'm sitting here basically going, feeling like I'm sticking up for people who have obviously done something, which is, you know, I don't think you should spit Mm. in people's faces under under any circumstances, I don't think that. But, at the same time, it's like, I've been spat at some before, I've been, you know, people get in fights and things happen and you can't expect life and everyone to go through life being perfect all the time you just can't of course you not You just can't and i just think it's got to the point where
1: but it'd be nice for those people to be punished for doing shit things
0: uh, and,
1: wh- and whether whether that punishment should be yeah you're off a, off this festival yeah now i or not. mean the thing is probably if, if, not if I ryan fest
0: looked at that and went ah oh, you went playing like or listened to him and went you know what fuck you we don't want you playing like that's fine but i get the feeling that i mean i don't know but i get the feeling that it was more to do with public pressures because Maybe. there has been a public pressure building to it. And I do think that, you know, businesses and companies will cave mm. at the v- any vague site of, like, you know, controversy. They're mm. like, oh, shit, no, just take the controversy away. That's their default setting. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas art, I think it will get artists and people in the public... eye. I watched Dave Chappelle's new st- um, stand-up, Netflix stand-up uh, special yesterday. Yeah. And... He was called transphobic from his last one, right? And so, rather than apologise, which you know, I watch Weirdly, I watched, um anzi who does a really lovely apology about, hey, you know, I did the thing, and and you know, and he apologised for it, and that's cool, and that's really nice, and it felt very heartfelt. But the flip of that is Dave Chappelle going, well, then I'll do more jokes about you, and they'll be even more horrible. Right. And I just think you are not going to change if somebody's homophobic. <clears throat> you aren't going to stop them from being homophobic by going, right, I'm taking all your stuff away. You're not going to do that. No, That's sure. not how that shit works. It but just doesn't.
1: I'd also understand if I was putting a festival on, I'd also understand why you'd then turn around and go, I don't want them to put our a festival. Yeah, I can understand honest. that as well. I can understand I that as that. well.
0: But, I, I mean, this is a sort of a broader point. Mm-hmm. it's like you just go... We take right, okay, right. We ruin them. And we take away everything. Mm, that well, isn't going to make that isn't going to make them better. But I think I said it before. Like you're not, you're not rehabilitating people. You're just destroying them.
1: No, sure,
0: sure. This is a very extreme example, but I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna make it anyway. Every time Ian Watkins is up in, there's a story about Ian Watkins on Metal Hammer. The comments on Facebook talk about how they'd love to see him be like anally mm, bush- butchered me. with a knife <clears throat> and yep. they're going he's a sicko I'd love to stick a knife up his ass and it's like well I'm not <laughs> being funny but if you <laughs> if you think a normal you shouldn't laugh at that no but no but if, you, if, if you if you're getting some sort of perverse pleasure at the idea of mutilating another human being who's the second i would suggest that you probably have some sort of odd tendencies as well i mean look look
1: there's a difference between saying something and doing it yeah of course there is of course but yeah i understand what you're saying um i mean you know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see i mean i don't think i don't think this is going to make um dive go away at all um but it may affect their summer for one month or uh, sorry for one one year or something like that Mm. um i don't think that's a just punishment either i think they i think the punishment should be what a what you or i would get for spitting in someone's face but unfortunately that's not the way celebrity works there's
0: there's so many i mean we could sit here and talk for hours hours about various different things where i go that doesn't make sense just Mm -hmm. none of this actually what you're saying and your, this righteous indignation uh, doesn't actually make sense. And one of them was like, <laughs> people, gave, people gave Caroline... Caroline Flack was openly going out with Harry Styles from One Direction. Mm. right? She was like 32 and he was 17.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And people were like remembered that mm. recently and went, Oh my God, she's a paedophile. And it's like, well, the legal age of consent in this country is 16. 16. So you can think it's weird or whatever... You can, if you want to think, like it is a bit weird. It's but like it's 32. It's... Caroline Flack is, is you know, I've already said about what I think about Caroline Flack on the show <laughs> before. She's awful, but you can't have much of, you know, you can't. We can't call the police. No, not you, know, not in that I mean, case. you can't do anything about that. No. It's just no. you can just go. Mm, something a bit weird about that. Yeah. That is as much as you can possibly do.
1: And calling her a paedophile is also technically, incorrect. yeah, it's
0: so wrong <laughs> because. You that's don't know not, what that's, pedophile that's means, what and pedophile even means. even if <clears throat> you did think that that's what a pedophile was, the law disagrees with you. I'm mm. afraid. Mm. Now you can say, "Hey, the law doesn't think that." In certain parts of America, doesn't it doesn't. It's like, well, yeah, but this is the <laughs> this is a moral.
1: This is the difficult thing about putting black and white lines on grey areas. You know, all of this is grey areas because mm. different people, um, you know. Uh, mature at different ages and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but you know, but then at the same time, you've got to do something. You've got to put some sort of law in place. Otherwise, Well, yeah,
0: you have got to put some sort of law in place. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I don't know. It's a hard one.
0: And you either go, yeah, well, I re- I accept the law or you go, no, no, I've made up my own laws. <laughs> and it is that 17 year old boys shouldn't be allowed to go out with 32 year old women. And that, that is in my mind like, that I've decided that's what it means. But then you just sound like some sort of weird, like vigilante, pedo, like I don't even know what the rest of the sent that sentence, is, but like, do you <laughs> know what I mean? a Shame, because <laughs> yeah, leaving a vigilante pedo is not yeah. great. <laughs> pedo slayer. Like, do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> God, all right, cool. <laughs> I hope we don't get complaints this week. We probably will. It's fine.
0: Hey, hey, do you know what I I uh, I relish the discussion? Let's not talk about that anymore. Let's move on and do some reviews. This is a weird sentence. As the snowballs form in hell, and there's a pig. Flies past my window. We are about to talk about the fifth studio album by the American rock band Tool. Tool. Hmm. Who... Don't know them. They used to be big in the 90s. They're pretty damn big now if we look at the old Spotify streams and so on and so forth. They've broken a lot of records. Um, It seems kind of weird for me to... Even be point, normally I go, This is the fifth album, it's the last one since you know the story by now. Since 10,000 Days came out, we have waited 13 years over 13 years, in fact, for its successor. It has been the single most anticipated record in my lifetime ever. I would say for me personally. Ooh.
1: Oh, okay, I can't argue with that then. Um, no. <laughs> and, and I would say
0: in terms of column inches and the amount of stuff written about it, it's kind of it, its legacy and it's um, the mystery surrounding it. It sits with the Chinese democracy. Yeah, I'm, the Chinese democracy was, the, one I it's was the kind of obvious one.
1: Chinese democracy was 14 years. This is 13 years.
0: More almost the same. You know, mm. so yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there are others, Second Coming with Stone Roses, although that is. Uh, feels, was like like a, five. feels like a feeble five years. Like, that's fucking small change. Was it five? 89, 96. 89 to 95. Was it 95, okay. Oh, yeah, so right, six, six years, years, years. Yeah, six mm-hmm. years. Um, yeah, a feeble six years. Mm. Well, I mean, to all album
1: cycles between Enema, Lateralis, 10,000 Days was five years. Mm. So. Yeah, for the first sort of four and a half years, it was like, oh, this is normal. It's fine. And then it just kept going and going and going and going. And then and it going. emerged. Yeah. To then- the
0: point where we've spoken about this record many times. Uh, I've spoken about this record on the old Metal Hammer podcast <laughs> to give you some idea of how fucking long we've been waiting for this record. Um, talking about it as if it might be coming out soon. And that's mm. going back to 2011, 2012. Mm. I've spoken about it on Team Rock. I've spoken about it on various other podcasts and everything that I've done pretty much. Every year, I get asked by Metal Hammer to write a preview of the year and what is going to be the thing that we're most looking forward to. And every year, literally every year since I've been writing for that magazine, which goes back to, like I say, 2012, 2013 now, it's been this record.
1: Yeah. Mad, isn't it? So you're really disappointed. So here it is. (laughs) Well,
0: here's the thing. I think we should say first and we did say it a couple of weeks ago can anything live up to that could anything could anything live up to that
1: um well let's why don't we why don't we bring in how we
0: heard the record don't fudge the question room you've got to answer the question
1: um I was going to answer the question through
0: that okay fine. <clears throat> all right so yeah so yeah let's talk about how we heard it so this, um,
1: it's a very old school way of listening to records. And it came from, I believe, the first album to ever do it was Audio Slave.
0: I didn't know um, that. Yeah,
1: I believe it was. So basically, as journalists, we have to secretly, you know, pretend we've not heard it. Although... <laughs> You've not been doing that brilliantly.
0: <laughs> hey, come on.
1: <laughs> no, it's been very good. Um, no one guessed. And um, we go into the offices of the record label, uh, in this case, Sony, and uh, sit down and listen to the album very loud. With... Wow,
0: wow, wow. You jumped quite a oh, few bits. I apologize. Go <laughs> on. What you do is you go there and you are given a massive piece of paper with lots of words on it. That all have must not, will not, you mm. may not, this may. Lots of things go in tick to say that you ain't going to do this. Tick to say that you ain't going to do that. Tick to say that you're going to shut your fucking face. <laughs> um, then that you have, you are stripped of all your possessions.
1: Uh, the reason I missed that out actually is because I I didn't actually get this but then I heard the record much later than you did and I think they got to the point where they were like oh I just don't care anymore (laughs) right okay (laughs) so (laughs) I I was um, you heard it quite a bit yeah
0: I I was stripped of my possessions well my phone Um, actually second time
1: (laughs) you make it it sound really melodramatic I was stripped of all of (laughs) my worldly possessions
0: Um, no they took my phone and actually uh, my bag as well um oh, and the second bad. time the second time i Damn went me. do you want me to the bag do you want me to give you back the bag and the girl went oh no 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 you can you can keep the bag
1: she don't snuffled. i went i, I went,
0: don't know i've only got my ipad and my <laughs> my like portable wi-fi and my video camera <laughs> and <laughs> like so it'll be fine um <laughs> i had a little joke hmm. and um and then yeah. they mobbed you, didn't they? Yeah, and then I was held down. I was in <laughs> cus- custody for about the same time as you would get for spitting in someone's face, <laughs> uh, which is why I won't be performing at Right Fest this year. Uh- <laughs> oh, that's a, way, a, a <laughs> yeah. way to break it. To me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, and then you go and sit in a room with some plush sofas. And weird with the Tall Albums as well, because you got like coffee and crisps and snacks, mm. which were like, you've been here for a while, was the mm-hmm. implication.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm hmm. Mm And I went and sat on a sofa and uh, various members of the press turned up and enjoyed it in various different ways. One particularly prominent member of the press, who I shan't name in shame, um, read a book for the first half of the album and then fell asleep. But still found enough in that meagre period of time to give it a five out of five review in the publication that they write for. And I I won't say any more than that. But, hey, it's not for me to say how people do their job. Uh, Anyway, so that's how you hear it. Yes, yes,
1: yes. yes. And going back to your original question, um, I got to hear it twice like that. You got to hear it three times. Is that correct? Yeah, Yeah. In those circumstances. Now, like listening to a new Tool album, I mean, there was a review somewhere which basically started by saying you never listen to a tall song for the first time because there's so much to take in. You can't really, you you can't process it all. And I think if I'd only had two listens, if I'd only been able to listen to this record two times, it would be quite a different review. And so I think the first couple of times you hear it, there is this sense of like, is this really worth thirteen years wait? But the truth is, is tool albums more so than the majority of music, I will say. Not all of it, but the majority of music are things that you need to live with properly for a long time. You yeah. things that you have to go back to over and over again. And I mean I should It almost say,
0: feels <clears throat> Too premature for us to be reviewing it right now. It it really does to actually. To be perfectly honest,
1: it really does. And um, you know, I I don't think I think I can say this because it's happened and it's public knowledge. It's basically the album has leaked since then. Um, in order to do a better job for for you guys, uh, we have you know been able to listen to it more so as a result of that, as have thousands and millions and millions of people and i'm 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 really pleased because my i've probably only listened to it an additional five or six times but that means i've listened to it eight times overall rather than two times and mm. my opinion of it now is very very different mm. on the eighth listen than it is on the second listen i think i've listened to
0: it eight times now as yeah. Well.
1: yeah so it's a, it's a shame i understand why they do that they want to the tool are a very mysterious band they want to keep the secrecy they want to keep it up for as long as they possibly can but if there's any album that you don't want to do it with its tool record, probably. Um, so it is kind of irritating, although I understand it at the same time. I understand why they do it. Mm. But I think, I think on first listen, I certainly I wasn't disappointed at all. Um, but as you say, can anything live up to thirteen years? Not on one listen, it can't. No, no. But on multiple listens, over and over and over and over, maybe.
0: Mm. Maybe. I sat there in that. So, it was, so the first time I listened to it, because someone did actually tweet us and say, can you give us the exact, like, they kind of wanted the specifics. So <clears> the <throat> first time I listened to it, uh, there was me, two members of the Belgian Tool fan club. Oh. Yeah. That's
1: good. And
0: it would seem nice enough. And Tool's manager. Oh, right. We're in the room. And there's like eight sofas in there. Mm hmm. Big fucking sofas, like really plush, nice office, and it was played at ear-splitting volume, mm-hmm. really loud. And when as, that, th- as requested by the band, as I requested believe. by the band, yeah. And I have to say, due to the length of time that I'd waited for it, due to my anticipation for it, and due to the fact that it's a quite a stirring opening, I think you know. At this point, even as we sit, I mean, obviously, I would have thought most people have listened to it at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, you're probably going to listen to that before you listen to us talk about it, I would imagine. You should do. So, yeah. <laughs> should. So, Fear Inoculum, the, the title track, which starts with this guitar, which kind of sounds like a cello. I did actually think it was, um, you know, some sort of based cello instrument. No, it's a guitar with. with a,
1: um, I want to say a phaser effect. I'm not sure if that's right. But, yeah, it's a guitar with an effect on it. But, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. When that came in at that volume mm-hmm. in that room, I got like goosebumps come right. up because I was just like, "Oh my fucking god, it's happening! Mm-hmm. It's actually happening!" Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people will know that, that you know that's a, a a great song. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, obviously, it's it's a it's a it sounds like Tool, yeah. And for me, at that point, just Tool. Sounding like Tool was thrilling enough. Mm. My initial Mm. burst of like, oh, my fucking God, I was just completely like aghast. Like, oh, fuck, it's happening. This is new Tool music. And that stuck stuck with me for quite a long time.
1: That's a key thing to say, actually, because um, just taking another example of an album which took forever, which we've briefly mentioned when Chinese Democracy came out, it didn't sound like a new Guns N' Roses album. It sounded like an Axel. It sounded like an incredibly extravagant Axel solo album. Yeah. So it's really nice to wait all this time and then go, oh yeah, that's tall. And there are imitators, but none of them do it as well. And yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a tall album, state the obvious, but it really sounds like it as well. And that's Mm. very encouraging. Mm. But it is different, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there are bits and bobs that are different. I mean, I would say... Mm. I would say that this is, you know, to kind of get into the proper sort of meat of the records, um, this is... uh, It feels like a consolidation rather than a... To me, this feels like a consolidation of tall. Like, it feels like... You, you said, know when music bands strip stuff away and you go, Well they've really trimmed the fat. Yeah. They've added the fat. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of fat and a lot of meat to this record. And not in a bad way, mm-hmm. because I don't think they're really capable of fucking things up to mm-hmm. that extent. But they clearly know who exactly who they are. And I think one of the things I said to you is when you listen to Ten Thousand Days and you'd waited six years for it, you sort of listen to it and you thought, Oh well, what have they been doing in that six year period? Listening to Meshuggah a little bit, do you know what I mean? They've been they've clearly there was there was that polyrhythmic Meshuggah, you know, m- metal influence in Ten Thousand Days.
1: Yeah, I think that's a little harsh on Ten Thousand Days, but okay.
0: Straight yeah. away, you go. I wonder what influences they have taken to kind of progress their music in that mm-hmm. time period, mm-hmm. and the, ov- the 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 most obvious one on Ten Thousand Days is Meshuggah.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's fair isn't it? I've never thought about it, but yeah, probably.
0: Mm. Yeah um whereas with this one i was like i wonder what they've been listening to in the last 13 years maybe we'll get a glimpse of a little and it would appear that what they've been listening to is more tall <laughs> do you know what i mean they've been listening to themselves
1: i put it to you steve that your favorite bands of all time are playing a joke on you by releasing a post-rock album all have just released a remfree core (laughs) record yes they have well yes they have yes they have yes they have why because everything about it is very is fits in line with post-rock albums so you've got six very long songs all over 10 minutes long um you don't have tradition there aren't traditional song structures at all. Mm -hmm. The majority of the songs, almost all of them, probably bar Tempest or Sevenpist. We'll get to that. Um, Build upon layer, upon layer, upon layer, upon layer. These are all characteristics of post-rock. I am not saying... They're also characteristics of of Tool.
0: Less so than post-rock. And prog rock as well. I mean, I think it it owes as much to... King Crimson, or Pink Floyd, as it does, you know, Talk Talk or um, Mogwai. Do you I, think what I, mean? t- I think the, I think the balance is pretty.
1: I think Tool as a whole do. I'm not sure if I would say that specifically with this record, but I, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm partly saying it to partly to annoy you, but I, but I do also genuinely think it's not annoying. <laughs> I mean, that's kind
0: of what they are. I don't think sort of prog rock they're they're comfortable bedfellows those yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, definitely definitely
0: but i i think
1: i mean this is an album full of if we're going to use Ten Thousand days as a you know this is an album full of um wings for marie songs or uh reflection
2: mm.
1: or maybe even third eye i mean third eye is probably more the last song which we'll get on to but you know it's it's whereas tool used to do one or two maybe three maximum songs which had this kind of length and this epicness and this what i'm going to call post-rock quality to them you could argue it's proggy as well and that wouldn't be incorrect but Mm. but it seems very post-rocky to me they have now basically written a whole album of that yeah um so i think there is a difference and when you say it's a consolidation of uh tools music and their their discography because you said that to me before i'd heard it and i think i think there are changes i just think they're very subtle and they come across more i, I think it comes down to this being an album of reflections and i'm talking about the song reflection on mm. um, it is reflection isn't it mm-hmm. The really really long one mm. on lateralis You know, it's. I mean, that's a song which is about three minutes long and uh, it's 11 minutes long and Maynard's vocal doesn't come in for three minutes and Mm. loads of these songs are like that. You know, loads of these songs have this thing where they build and build and build and and the very first riff you hear ends up being the very last riff you hear except it's suddenly built to something which is way beyond what you could have comprehended when you first heard it. Um, And I think when I first heard it, I was a little bit, surprised that they had effectively taken the same uh, albeit unusual song structure for every song on the record bar one probably yes but yeah listening to it more I think it's done so masterfully and so brilliant and brilliantly. And it, it's, uh, corresponds so well with stuff that I like anywhere, that anyway, that that is now null and void. Yeah. But that, that was an initial kind of
0: like, Hmm. Do you want to, yeah. Should we talk about our initial thoughts? Cause hmm. so my initial two listens happened back to back. I went in for a day. There yes. was a listening party. I Same with, with two people and I just stayed in the room and went, I'm going to stay and listen Same. to it again. Yeah. So I listened to it back to back twice over a sort of three and a half hour period, um, and it's exhausting, I made isn't it? it's, ex- <laughs> it, it's actually <laughs> it was, really it was, it was and so I made, exhausting. If you doing are it on our way. YouTube, I, I made these this amount of notes about it. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine pages, nine and a half pages of of notes for for the record yeah. on those on that two listening period and like that, that that listening period of you know double back yep. to back this record. I made
1: an A4 page of for, of for each song
0: worth of notes. Yeah. And um you know, I think while you're scribbling along, yeah, listen, you know, listening to these songs, I came out of it being like, wow, hmm. tall. aren't they great? They're so <laughs> great. They're so brilliant. And I kind of walked out feeling more impressed than Inve- than emotionally invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I went out and I thought it's a bit shitty. Like, you know, I wouldn't ne- I wouldn't listen unless I was, you know, obviously I do have to write notes down when I'm reviewing mm. albums. But I want it to be really, really short. So I was like, do you mind if I come back tomorrow and let's do it again? Mm. Because I want to get this just right. And I thought the next day I'm going to come back, I'm not going to bring my book with me. I'm not going to write any notes. I'm just going to sit there. I'm going to stare up at the sky. And just listen, on yeah. the ceiling and I'm just going to take it and take yeah. it all in. Yeah. Which is quite difficult because I had uh Dan P. Carter from the Radio One Rock Show offering me peanuts next to me. <laughs> but um <laughs> Which I appreciate, Dan. Thanks, I appreciate Dan. Um, the offer. Uh but yeah, I was sort of trying to zone out a little bit. And I had Phil Wilding from prog magazine going, like pulling funny, going, is that it after every song as well? So it was it was quite hard to do that. But um I I sat there and I listened to it all and i didn't make any notes and i just tried to let it take me Mm -hmm. and that's when it got me it properly got me agreed
1: that's the thing the manner in which they effectively asked us to listen to this album is is not how people listen to records (laughs) (laughs) which is basically what you were just trying to what you just said but but you know that that is not you know, you don't sit down and take notes. You just like, I remember when I listened to 10,000 Days for the first time, I just locked myself in my room and lay on my bed and just... I did. You know, I turn the lights off. I was yeah. like, get out, fucking everyone Yeah, out. yeah, let the whole thing sweep over me. And once you do that...
0: Everyone <sighs> out, like I've got loads of people in my bed <laughs> in 2006.
1: Um, once you do that, um, I think the emotional impact of the record comes through. Because my first listen, I didn't I was so busy concentrating on like, whoa, polyrhythms. Oh, they're using seven a lot. Oh, don't Danny Carey's drumming is amazing. You know, I was so busy concentrating on all those technical aspects of it that I didn't really, I didn't really listen to the emotional connection of it, which is Maynard, I guess. Mm.
0: And I suppose another thing, but, but not, not only because I mean we should say as well one th- one thing I've noticed immediately from the first listen is Maynard is used incredibly sparingly in this record,
1: far less than he has been in the past. Yeah, I definitely. would say
0: ve- more less than this is the least Maynard heavy album that he has ever appeared on. Ooh, that he's fronted. I mean, obviously, mm. like White Pony doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, probably my only my only can. My only contender for that would maybe be the first Pussifer album, but you're probably still right. Yeah, um, yeah. He it, it, well, ag- again, I, <laughs> I don't want to go back to this and throw it in your face over and over again. But another reason why I sort of call it a post rock record because there are very few vocals on it. There are vocals on it, but but um, in comparison to what we've heard in the past, there's very there aren't really any songs that it feels like Maynard leads. No, you know um which is fine um i mean some people will probably be disappointed by that but it's very much a latter day maynard james keenan performance it it the the, the album it reminded me of the most is uh eat the elephant which i suppose is in really t- in terms of in terms of how he performs and the timbre of his voice he comes in quite yeah. high on a lot of these things but high and soft mm. there aren't i don't think he screams once on the record the 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 kind of the the the, the old maynard of uh, screaming on the likes of the end of the grudge mm. or throughout ticks and leeches there's absolutely none of that at all on here nope and i don't think i don't think we're ever going to get that maynard again which is fine mm-hmm. but you know um uh, that is not on here at all um and i mean to be fair i mean if i had been presented with the music that those three incredible musicians all of whom I would say on this album are at the top of their game. If I'd presented with that music and said, right now, put words on it, there would be an element of lyrics on it. There'd be an element of me, which is like, I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. I don't want to insinuate that this record would be as good without lyrics and maynard's contribution because i don't think it would no i don't but i do think it would still be a fucking amazing record oh i without maynard's yeah. contribution
0: i mean it's incredible to listen to a band who most bands will put their singer as the focal point yeah and most bands if they don't do that one of the other instruments will become the kind of lead instrument when there is no vocalist. Yeah. So the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's Flea. Yeah. Right? Um, Van Halen, it's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Right, we could do this all day, but you get what I'm saying. It's fairly rare that, to be honest, I can't even think of another one, where even within one song, every instrument will become the lead instrument for Mm. a bit. Like I mean, it, on the second track, Numir, mm, uh, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, it's almost like they're pulling the song in the direction that they want it to go in. And ba- it barely, all three of them, Danny Carey, Justin Chancellor, Adam Jones, barely play the same riff, the same part, the same beat, the same rhythm, the same bass line. They barely play it. Twice,
1: hardly in the Entire ever. song, hardly ever. I well, didn't even argue on the
0: album. Yeah, I would. I would. And, but and, particularly, and... it really struck me in that song. I was like, Danny Carey comes to the forefront and he plays something, and then the second time around, he plays it completely differently, so that Justin Chancellor becomes the most prominent thing. And then he, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, it's not even like music. It's like. It's like nature. Like it sounds pretentious to say it. it's like nature. It's like wind, but it's it's so unpredictable. It's like wind. It's like wind. They're not going to want to put
1: that on the poster. I don't no. think. No. Actually, probably Maynard not. with Maynard's sense of humor, they probably would. But uh, do you know what <laughs> I mean?
0: It's like you can't predict what's a, even when it kind of on a very very surface level, you'd go, "Oh yeah, they're just doing this part." Yeah. Even that part itself changes so that it kind of phases in and out of his i know and, what you mean it, in it, charge of it
1: it's not a it, it's never ever a switch it's never ever like this is justin's part and now this is danny's part mm. it happens so subtly and so lucid and lucidly fluid and fluidly and that you do, you don't even notice it until it's happened
0: and so when they do kick in together when they all come together oh, it's, so it's big. you know it's like so a big it's yeah. incredible it's like a hurricane like a volcano erupting yeah
1: Every time yeah. it's like a hurricane, even mm-hmm. though you've heard, you, you know, they did it 10 minutes ago. It's still like a hurricane because every time it just beats you in the chest or the gut or it's it's absolutely monstrous every time they come together. Yeah.
0: With it. It's brilliant. It really is. Um But uh there's also I was going to talk about the um the so you haven't heard Legion inoculant, have you?
1: The version I have heard, now, yeah, we probably need to talk about interludes and tracks and so on and so forth. Because even
0: I don't think I've heard the proper version. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So uh, there is a physical release, which is around, I think it's 79 minutes and 10 seconds, something like that. And then there is a digital release, which has an additional three tracks, all of which are interludes. Uh, which is eighty six minutes and something or other seconds i can't remember off the top of my head mm-hmm. um you posited well in fact you are you allowed to say that you're the, uh, the one interlude for each member of the band
0: yeah, so each member of the band gets their own inter like so i've been told each member of the band uh made their own interlude mm-hmm. part,
1: and the interlude that is on the physical i think it's an i think it's interesting that they have chosen, because they could have quite easily just gone, I would just take off all the interludes and release the CD with the six songs on it. Um, But they've chosen to keep Danny Carey's interlude on Chocolate Chip Trip, which is effectively a 21st century version of Moby Dick (laughs) by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, It's actually, I wonder actually if it has, you know that um, song, uh, I think it's called Macabre, Macerba on um, Salivial? Yeah. Um I don't know for a fact, but I wonder if it's a version, a shortened version of that which has been worked on in the past sort of mm. 17, 18 years because there are definitely similarities between the two.
0: Well, yeah, and it's um one thing I did, apparently Danny Carey plays the synth on it. Right. And plays it live when they do it. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He yeah. plays all that stuff live. And I mean, he goes full buddy rich. Yeah, like at the end, it goes absolutely crazy. I've put down that it goes frog dubstep, well techno, horror movie, horror movie, creepy, like a haunted Nintendo. Yeah,
1: (laughs) haunted Nintendo is brilliant. (laughs) And there's a gong in it. There's two gongs. Yeah, big Uh, gong, big gong. Um, But it's interesting that they've decided that that is an important part of the record, or or important enough to be on the physical release. I suppose I should. We
0: we said that. Uh, I mean, I wasn't sure, but you think that that is actually a song? Because I was like, well, oh, that's Danny Carey's little bit. Uh,
1: mm, I have many theories, frankly. Um, I know that the num- because Adam Jones has said it multiple times in interviews, the number seven is vitally important to this album. Right. So I think the fact that there are seven tracks on the physical release is no um coincidence um there are plenty of songs on the record which are clearly counted in as a seven beat um and i'm going to have to i'm going to paraphrase him now because i don't have the exact quote in front of me but he said basically the great thing about having a beat of seven is it for western ears certainly it does the amount of beats you expect it to and then adds one more because we're so used to having things in either fours or threes mm. basically um and it just shifts you off a little bit whether you're consciously aware of it or not and most people listening probably won't consciously be aware of it musicians and stuff will be counting and you know finding all this shit out but like most people will just be like that sounds a little off and a little weird but i don't know why and mm. that's you know partly what i like about Tool, yeah um but um now we and we know that the number seven is important for some for for lots of reasons i think it just kept coming up with this album um so having seven tracks on it i mean i've tried a number of things um to have a lot of uh history in the past with playing around with songs and um the key one that I would reference is uh, Wings for Marie. Um, if you play so there's a bonus track at the end of Ten Thousand Days called "Vigilante Trees, and on its own it just sort of sounds like howling through the forest kind mm. of thing. But if you put it at the if you put it on top of the first part of Wings for Marie part two and then immediately play the Wings for Marie part one after it, it creates what you could effectively call wing from wings from Marie part three it creates a whole new song. Yeah. And this is something which I thought, uh, this is all theory, by the way, I have no idea, but I thought number seven, you can put something in the middle of number seven, three and a half, and you can fold it in on itself and it becomes a mirror of itself. I've done a lot of experiments with trying to, you know, put songs on top of other songs because there's a lot of space in these songs. Mm. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of points where you go, yeah, you could put something over that and it would work as 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 is the case with Wings for Marie part one or part two. If you just listen to them on their own.
0: So far, I haven't found anything,
1: uh, but, <laughs> but I, I was so gearing myself up <laughs> to
0: be like, you know what, Invincible and Cullen Voices, if you play them both backward, it's a cover of my Sharona or something, <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
1: But I can't help... Uh, this might be total nonsense, but I can't help but feel like there's something there. What kind of got me thinking along these lines is um,
0: the logo. Yeah. Do you know about this? Well, I know that it's... Well, I've seen it, yeah. And it's... Uh, some, what are they called? The um, an, an optical illusion? Is that right? No. Really. <laughs> <laughs> if you get
1: the... So the new logo um if you fold it in on itself if you fold it in half and uh make it so that it becomes vertical lines rather than horizontal lines it actually forms a syringe
0: ah yes i have seen that yeah i've seen a little yeah um video of
1: and um the title of the album is fear inoculum and inoculum is you know when you inject a body into someone uh, an agent or or a disease often into someone's um, or a, body a, and a cure a cure yeah, yeah exactly to to cure them to cure them of that disease nine times out of ten it is actually you're actually injecting you know the disease in it to yeah. make your body's uh natural defenses build up to it so effectively this album is a an inoculator against fear i think that's what they're they want to tell us and yeah. i think that's what i think that's the starting point for whatever this whole record is about but mm. You know, on all of these things, <laughs> some tool detractors usually dismiss this stuff and go, "Oh well, it's just, it's just a coincidence that that happens." And it's like, it really isn't.
0: It's definitely not coincidence. Definitely you can not say not it's hoity-toity, you know, um, snooty nonsense if you want, but you definitely can't say no. that it's an accident. No. Nothing about this no. band <laughs> is a fucking accident. Well,
1: that's why it takes so much time. Mm. And I think, like. Uh, quite often when I talk to tool detractors, it, it it's all that stuff that they can't be arsed with. They're like, oh, you have to you have to do a fucking essay just to fucking like the band or whatever. But the truth is, is what's wonderful about tools,
0: you don't have to look into any of that stuff to enjoy their music. No, I mean, I don't really. Yeah. I, I They're my favourite fucking band and I... You know, I have a passing interest in that sort yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love it because I'm very nerdy about all that kind of stuff and I'm I'm really into it. But but if you do look into it and if you do discover it, especially if you discover it for yourself, it becomes so rewarding, so much more rewarding than anything else. I mean, there's a fucking time drain. The amount of <laughs> I've been pl- playing around with tracks and audacity for far too many hours this week, and it's all been a total waste of time so far. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a little bit annoyed. But you know um what? What I've kind of come to the conclusion. I mean, I think because I don't have the full length version, I think it's going to be. I reckon these interludes will have something to do with it.
0: Right. Okay.
1: I would have thought, and I would encourage. I would encourage people. You know, I might be leading people down a path of utter nonsense and bullshit, which I don't really want to do. Well, um, but. Uh, that I, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised at all if there is something in that.
0: Okay, well I'm, I can't really tell you if that that's true or not. But what I will say is this, right, is that the one that was cut out. For, so basically, I heard it with nine tracks. Uh-huh. Okay, I've got it on Apple Music here. There's ten tracks. Mm-hmm. The one that I didn't hear is Litany contraire La Pure. That's French for litany against fear, right, which obviously okay. which goes into the album. So know, well. I've not heard that. I presume that is some sort of interlude. Yep, it's um, two minutes and 14 seconds, apparently. Okay, right. So, um, you know, I did hear Legion Inoculant, um, and I did hear Mockingbeat, which are the two that you, I believe, haven't heard. That's right. Um, Legion Inoculant, let me just double-check my notes, because obviously I've not had a chance to listen back to that, but that is the kind of Blade runnery one, I think. Yeah, it's a kind of... I, I imagined, once, once I found out that each member had had a chance to do their own thing, I was like... Okay, well, let's see if I can guess who's who. Chocolate Chip Trip has got to be Danny Carey. got to be Danny Carey. I would presume that, um, that... What did I just call it? Legion Inoculant. Inoculent. Legion Inoculant. I would presume that is Adam Jones. Okay. Because it's quite cinematic. It feels... There's a bit of Vangelis. It's quite sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's um, very synth-laden. Um, and... And I mean, you know, one of the, not so much tool really, but more Maynard James Keenan, one of the kind of the key things that Maynard James Keenan, one of the most um, Maynard James Keenan things to do is to talk about how um, nature and genuine human interaction is that's become his kind of byword, isn't it? Like this is, you know, that's what Eat the Elephant is. So much of Eat the Elephant is about, you know, technology is slowly destroying our ability to be able to see the the kind of the real world and the important things in the world And but also how nature
1: and uh, uh uh human beings are connected so i yeah. think as well so um the fibonacci sequence on uh, lateralis i won't go into it here because you're about to make a point but uh, but look it up if you've not but legion
0: inoculant really. goes from very kind of harsh industrial electronic sounds into the sound of water Right. And then, you know, um, when it goes into... Sorry, it's Invincible, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah when it goes from Legion inoculate into Invincible... Uh, I
1: think it's Descending, actually. Descending,
0: yeah. is that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I've got yeah. the wrong okay. thing in front of me. Yeah, Descending. And, you know, there's there seems to be a lot of, um, you know, talk about finding yourself within the world in that song. So I think that's quite typical of... Maynard James Keenan. Um, and it does seem to be like a bit of a battle between d- nature and technology. I think those two things definitely like there's a lot of push and pull on this record between those two mm. ideas. And which is, you know, like I say, I think that's quite a. Uh, this is not the first time that they've explored those no, ideas at all. Um, Mocking Beat, which was like the last song. I think is 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 the last song actually. It's bird uh, last singing, song. is it not? It's bird song, Yeah, it's a parakeet. It's kind of mixed up parakeets. Okay. Um, scratching and it all, yeah, like them being recorded on a record and then a DJ going. Oh <laughs> right. Like all that. Okay. Um, and then it ends. So I guess that's that's Justin. I guess maybe. Yeah. We'll see. All I mean, like, Who knows?
1: All I would say is uh, there are a lot of people who are like, you know, who will listen to Tool Records and take the um, interludes out and say that there's no importance to them, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Tool have always maintained that there is, but I think, I think that is only the case if you want to look into it, uh, you know, on a much, much deeper level. And I would use the virginity trees, uh, wings for Marie example as well. Like, you know, virginity trees on Trez on the last record, is um it's kind of pointless listening to it on its own but when you understand its purpose there and why it's there Mm. just creates this whole new thing Mm. which you know i find mind-blowing i mean it's absolutely amazing but that's the whole thing with tool the more you look into it the better it becomes
0: yeah it's true i mean i guess there are some people who (sighs) This is why it's weird, like it's weird getting a new tool album when there's been so long without one, because you're essentially now, I mean, I think definitely not people who listen to our podcast, I would like to think almost certainly not people who listen to our podcast, because every week we say you must sit down and listen to this record Hmm. and you must immerse yourself in it and you must explore Hmm. that, um, you know, to the fullest. And it feels like every other week. We bring a record on and go, you really need to listen this to is the whole thing, like yeah. the whole thing, yeah, yeah, and yeah, really yeah. kind of sit down and immerse yourself in it. Um, but those bands tend to be not massive, mm. do you know what I mean? Not commercially, there's a chance. I, I, I mean, it was funny, I said to my mate today, I there's a, I feel like there's a, ch- there would have been a chance had the vinyl have been released for pre order because mm. the vinyl is currently not available, the CD is, and it's quite pricey because. They've got some sort of mad package, um,
1: four inch HD screen hmm. within the packaging plus two watt speakers. And there is actually another song which you can only hear via that version. You have to watch it on the TV screen.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but you know, but that sort of thing, you know, that. the, I said, you know, like, if, if the vinyl was available, like, let's go down to fucking HMV or whatever your local record shop is or, you know, pre-order on Amazon. After Slim getting to number one, I I could see Tool getting fairly close. I mean, I think with Taylor Swift, Swift's got a new album out, so I think it's going to be quite difficult to knock her off the top spot. But, um, well, I
1: hope I'm not um, uh, saying anything I shouldn't, but pre-orders for this album have been fucking insane. And... Um, the fact that each unit is very pricey, it's actually quite a lot more expensive in this country than it should be. Um, partly because of Brexit, I was told. Yay. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's complicated reasons. It's not just that, but there's lots of reasons. Um, but uh, despite the unit price being quite expensive, you know, a, a lot of money and, um, and uh, the fact that it's being released on what the majority of people see as a redundant format, mm. the physical pre-orders have been fucking mad like like sky high incredible and some countries base uh germany for instance base their charts not on um how many units are sold but how much money is given over so that gives them even more of a chance and blah, blah, blah so number one record for tool yeah, definitely not
0: beyond the rounds. But actually... It's going to be... T- I mean, you know, it's... It will be tough. It, but... I think it's going to be tough. If, if Taylor Swift hadn't dropped that record, I think it would have been more likely. I really think... You know, because for me, I want the vinyl. Yep.
1: Do
0: you know what I mean? I want it on vinyl. And I think if the vinyl was coming out the same day, I think most people who would be invested in this were, are going to want it on vinyl.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I you know, I probably will buy it on CD. I'm just fucking giving those of CDs away at the moment. But like, yep. you know, I, I... I probably will still buy it anyway because I'm a fucking collector and a nerd. and yeah. you know, like when it comes to tool stuff,
1: you better well. By the sounds of things, you better be quick because yeah. they're running out. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I do adore this fact that tools subvert everything that you're quote unquote supposed to do mm. in order to be. A big band or commercially viable or whatever, not having their songs on streaming services for as long, you know, holding out as long as they did—it's yeah. it's insane.
0: Holding Re- out longer than the Beatles and Prince, I fucking yeah, like, yeah,
1: Mad. Releasing an album that, you know, I know Fear Inoculum was released as a single, but it isn't a single.
0: No, there not are at all. No, you know Adam there Jones. Is, I mean, there's no. The, I said in my review of Metal Hammer, and I kind of think I stand by it as well. The closest thing we get to a single in this really is. It's not even a whole song. I think it's the first half of Invincible. You could go, that's kind of Schism esque Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. then, but that's only the sort of first six minutes of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it's it's 12 minutes and 44 seconds long. Yeah. Once you get past that kind of six to seven minute long, you know, you're talking about like the most accessible is a seven minute long song. Like, yeah. who else? Yeah. Like, when Avenged Sevenfold released in the seven minute long single, people were talking about them like they were the most insane bands! In oh my yeah, god, yeah. they're mad, aren't they? They're yeah. so like, you know what I mean? They're so forward-thinking. Uh, they just don't give a fuck. There is nothing that could be considered a single on this. Yeah,
1: no, ab- absolutely nothing. And um, and I love the fact that there is a band who just go well. This is how the art will be. I mean, there's a few bands who do this, but this is how the art will be better. Yeah, we're not pandering down. It's certainly
0: not as big as Tool, though. Any of those bands are no. They
1: really? um, uh, I was thinking maybe Nine Inch Nails. Are they as big as tall? Yeah, I think Nine Inch Nails are comparable. Yeah, like, yeah. even
0: Nine Inch Nails, like you are right, a single, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, not, know? not, not
1: in the same way. I, th- I think Nine Inch Nails won't compromise on their art in different ways. No, no, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but um. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think it and, and there's a lot of people who get I mean, I've talked to so many people who fucking hate this packaging idea and think it's dreadful. That that's the only way that you can get a physical version all that sort of thing. But I kind of think it should be celebrated that a band who stick to their morals and st- stick to how they want the art to be so rigidly is able to be this much of a success that is i worry
0: that it prices people out a little bit i will say that
1: i i mean it is it is certainly in this country it's probably too much money um and it is what we're sh- looking
0: at 75 quid right it's
1: 80, 80 in this quid. country yeah yeah
0: for a cd for
1: a cd yeah i mean well but i mean you know we haven't seen them yet we haven't seen no. what the you know, we haven't seen what it does i mean if it was the uh, you know one thing i will say the 10,000 days lenticular glasses thing. I mean, that sounded really cool and was kind of a bit meh when it came out, I would say, you know. So,
0: and that was 15 quid when it was released. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, We'll have to see. We can't really. There's very few albums where we would review the packaging. I mean, maybe it does yeah. a, deserve a review. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, we'll yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I'm um,
0: the, thi- the thing. Actually, we've we've kind of gone off on one a bit there because yeah, what sorry. my original point was is that even though on this podcast we review a lot of records where we would probably treat them with the same kind of level of respect as we would Tool. I don't think Tool are unique in comparison to how we would probably speak about, you mentioned Night's you know, Her Name is Calla, I would put in that kind of the fucked up album, obviously, of course I would. Um, and there are many, many records that have been, that have come out, um, definitely, like Teeth of the Sea or whatever, that you could go, well, you, you really should sit down and kind and of try and listen definitely. to this a few times definitely. and let it really seep into your psyche and get it. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned, those bands aren't as big as Tool, and it feels weird to be talking about a band who do do all this stuff when they've been away for so long and no one else has really done it to that level. Like, this is... Mm. Even with Ramstein, right? Ramstein mm. were a band who, you know, to get... Because Ramstein had, you know, we, we didn't get a pre... Uh, uh, a kind of stream of Ramstein. You yeah. were invited along yeah, to a, a listening party the office, of yeah. uh, the Ramstein record, which I was going to go to and then at the last minute I couldn't go to. But... Um, but you know, Ramstein did it in a very similar way. Ramstein were away for ten years, um, but even Ramstein feel like way more um, commercially viable and well, way more can... in touch with at least participating in what the modern world wants yeah. them to do. For starters, do.
1: for starters, Ramstein have singles. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, they released... How long is that record? 50, 55 minutes maybe? Yeah. You know, it's 11 songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying Ramstein are um, a traditionally commercial act in any way, shape or form, but in, compared to Tool, they kind of are. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Pink
0: Floyd are compared to yeah, Tool. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's, um, it's pretty insane.
1: And I, yeah, I feel that that should be celebrated. Um mm. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people who aren't celebrating that, but I feel like it should be. Yeah. Um it feels like we really 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 should dis- I mean, unless you feel like I'm skipping over anything, it feels like we should really talk about Tempest or Seven Yes. Pest, I do. I
0: matter. mean, I was actually about to say um mm-hmm. in terms of y- y- the actual music which, you know, we've skirted around yeah, to, yeah, yeah. we've been talking about the album for god knows how long. We've kind of skirted around the music. I mean, as you mentioned before, I think there is a there is a similar pace throughout the record for the most part.
1: Certainly, I would say for the first, uh, taking out the interludes, yeah, first five tracks. So, Fear Inoculum, Newer,
0: Invincible, Descending, and Culling Voices mm. are all kind of uh, they're all great. Like you say, yeah, I think all they're brilliant. all you know they're all over ten minutes long. They all weave incredible spells they all go in completely different directions they all end in ways that are totally different from um from what came from at the start
1: well often often it's actually the same riff
0: yeah but but
1: so much more expanded this is another reason why i suspected it might be a mirror album because there's so many times where Tracks mirror one another,
0: if you folded them in on themselves. But anyway, that's another yeah. thing. But then it comes to Seven Empest, which is yeah. what I guess we're going to call it. A Tempest, S- isn't it? It's Tempest, But yeah. it's, what, seven instead of a T. Tool. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Silly boys. 15 minutes, 43 seconds long. Now, this is one, I'm going to get my notes for this, because this is one, when I first heard it, straight away, I was like, wow uh Um, well i will say very quickly here
1: um typical tool to make the longest song not only on this record but the longest song they've ever recorded by far the most immediate track on the record yeah by far
0: like for real
1: not not necessarily the best although you may disagree with me Uh, and i think only time will tell if it's the best but most definitely the most immediate.
0: It's I've put this as the most instantaneous one for the metal fans. Yeah, and the heaviness of it means that to me it is the most diverse song on the record.
1: Yeah. Mm, oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, the most eclectic. It yeah. goes.
0: It goes further. Yeah. Because you know, not all of it is. You know, there's a point where I thought it ended, and then it yeah. kind of comes back up again. Yeah. Um, I uh. I do think it is the best song on, on the record.
1: Fair personally. enough. I mean, I I would probably say that now, um, but I'm only eight listens in. When I'm eight hundred listens in, I may disagree. But but who <laughs> it's knows? Quite a good point to be
0: fair. That that yeah. that
1: that's all I'm saying. Uh, it probably is my favourite track on the record right now. But in three years' time, who knows?
0: Mm-hmm. It's not as clean as the rest of the record, is it? Nope. It's um, it's it's genuinely quite heavy. And there's yep. a point where, and I don't, you know, I, there's a few things when you say about things you haven't heard Tool do. There's a few things this record that I haven't heard Tool do. There is a very pronounced 70s, like early 80s, John almost John Carpenter Vangelis synthesizer sound yes. that is in this record. Yes. So th- whether think... that's often, whether that's Adam Jones's kind of chameleon like skills as a guitarist.
1: They've had touches of it. Uh, again in Reflection, which I've already yeah. mentioned, and uh, there's another song as well. It might even be right into from Ten Thousand Days, don't quote me on that. But the, yeah, they've only they've only touched on that synth sound before, whereas it's on, on this quite a lot.
0: It is on it a fair bit, yeah. And it's um, you know, it's on here. But also um I don't think I've ever heard Tool as they do in Tempest do a Dual guitar, I'm Maiden, Judas Priest, metal, two guitar parts, yeah, that chug, yeah. I've ne- they've never done that before. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you said Iron
1: Maiden because I wrote Iron Maiden in my notes and I thought, oh, I'm going to have to have a fight with Steve about this, aren't I? Well, no, no. But it's you, undeniably you, yeah, Iron, it Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant though, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. It sounds it's like awesome.
1: it's like Iron Maiden on Ketamine. It's like a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not Ketamine. Mm. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I, <laughs> but, so the,
0: the first time I listened to it in one of my notes here, and I, I probably don't think this now, which goes to show how... You know how much this album sort of changes and morphs the more you listen to it. But I've put that Adam dominates this track, and I said it's the only time on the record where one member of the band leads the whole band throughout the whole song. But I'm not sure mm. if that is true. That's from my first listen. But the fact that I thought that the first time around, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be reading stuff from what I wrote the first time around because I'll probably turn the page in a minute and think um at the end my last thing i put this is a great record cheers mate <laughs> <laughs> journalist um <laughs> that's why you tune in <laughs> uh yeah um but yeah that's the that's kind of the first thing i've also put core blimey a couple of times as well
1: <laughs> i will say that adam jones on this out uh on this song particularly but actually throughout um adam jones has very rarely been much of a solo uh um, mm. You um you certainly know it when he's soloing. um End of Third Eye is a yeah. great example. You know he has a very distinct, unique solo sound where he uses a lot of feedback, a lot of long drawn out notes, which are ever so slightly discordant and mm. give this really
0: so parable and parabola uh, that yeah. kind of solo it's that he odd does the end feeling. Of that. It's yeah. almost
1: like a twisting feeling. His for want of a better word, solo on this song is fucking outrageous. I don't know. I, I play guitar. I have done for half my life. I haven't got a fucking clue what he's doing. I have no idea. I, I, I think he's using a slide and some effects, but I haven't got a clue really. Mm. It's very it impressive, insane, and it's well, it is impressive, but it's not an impressive in a in a um animals as
0: leaders. No no, no 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 what I mean, you mean you're in on it. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah that's it's, the thing Is oh. actually when I'm talking about a uh, sort of an emotional reaction to it and having an emotional resonance there are bits in um I can't go back to but I think it's in descending where I was like the swell of his guitar and the tone of his guitar it it wails in a way that feels like the tool th- feel human. Yeah. 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 And and I'm really like if there's one thing that the detractors will say about them about them being this nerdy band and this and that and, you know, like it's all really geeky and it's all just about weird time signatures and it's really clinical. Like, like I said, the first time I listened to this, this record, the first two times I listened to this record, I just thought how fucking impressive that yeah. human beings are capable of that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how unbelievably, like, of course I love them because, wow, isn't this incredibly impressive? But actually, you know, there are points, not even points, I was going to, was, I was about to say something else in but tools sound human. Like yeah. Tool don't sound like. You mentioned animals as leaders. You know, there, there's a few bands that I mean that I've listened to from the kind of more post rock or proggy sphere, mm. where sometimes I just go, "This doesn't really have any heart to it." A lot mm-hmm. of the time, you know. I it's think that's particularly what marks- the and the tech bands, particularly. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's no, there's nothing here that isn't just. We should do this because it'll impress people. Yeah, and it takes away any kind of intention. It takes away any kind of, um, yeah, heart from it. And I, and tool everything. This feels like human beings playing yeah. in a room together.
1: I think you have hit on exactly <laughs> what makes Tool better than those other bands, and what makes Tool the leader? <laughs> one leaders. of the things. Well, well, sure, but I, th- I think that is a massive. Oh yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. I think that is a massive one, you know. Um this is an incredibly technically impressive record, but I'm never listening to it no. in that sense. Maybe the first time, but actually I'm only listening to that, to it in that sense, because when I first heard this, I thought I'm only going to get to listen to this before I need to talk about it extensively on a podcast. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think that's why I'm going back about an hour now but I think that's why when you said uh, Meshuggah was the biggest inf- influence on the last record I was a bit like it feels I don't think you're wrong but but Meshuggah feels I know they hate hearing it but they, they're too machine-like to yeah. be compared to Tool
0: you know yeah
1: um, yeah but I think you know I don't think they you were mean, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: were going well that's cool that they can do that let's yeah. try and do a bit of that yeah, as well as I yeah. add a little bit of that to our sound I think that's
1: but Tool never suffer from that and no 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 Maynard's didn't
0: a large part of it but Mm. i think this record
1: also shows that all all four members of the band none of them sound mechanical in anything that they're doing danny Carey's drumming is often impressive but it's never mechanical mm. adam the way that adam jones plays those notes whether it's a riff i think particularly in his solos is mm. so it's it sounds like pure emotion sometimes yeah. i mean his guitar is screaming on se- uh, seven pest ten pest whatever and um justin chancellor's the, his his bass tone alone I could talk about for about an hour which i won't but <laughs> it's beautiful it's stunning it's and like he plays um,
0: bass like no one else
1: yeah he plays bass like no one else it's angelic at times yeah and it you know it, it's often um justin who is providing the um bass foundation or, or riffs for all of these songs i mean i mean mm. they've done that a lot in the past just look at schism as an example mm. that that, riff, yeah. that is justin's riff it's not adams um but you know particularly with this record it feels like a lot of the time he is the foundation mm-hmm. um but he's a foundation
0: which is going all
1: over the place
0: it's, yeah. it's 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 magical and i mean you mentioned obviously danny carey bringing in stuff like indian tabla, tablas, tablas and, stuff like and, that, yeah. and african kind of afro-kelp yeah. Uh, rhythmical things as well, which more. are v- very much more pronounced. Like he's done that before, but yeah. again, it's much more pronounced much in more this, m- this album. And then you know, uh, I just—it's hard to like the idea of trying to pick a man of the match for this. Like this album is is impossible because I don't think any of them can exist without each other, and they're all very very impressive on their own. But it's as a unit where it it really does make them so 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 special. Oh, yeah. But I have to say. I was coming back today from work, and I was listening to it one last time. And "Invincible" starts with just this kind of picked um, Adam Jones riff, yeah, and very clean picked. And riff. it it probably goes on for three and a half minutes without anything else happening. It's pretty long, yep. And I and I've, I listened to it on headphones. And actually, when we were listening to it in the room with all the sofas, where we first listened to it. I was like, it's like he stood behind me. Mm. It's like he's mm. in there. Th- this is not, you know, tall might be really mystical and mythical. And, you know, this album is a fucking, I think in the Metal Hammer review, I called it an enigma inside of a Pandora's box of an album. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still feel like people making this record. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. really, really, really human. Mm. Um And I think that actually makes it even more impressive because (laughs) you can listen to bands play a million notes an hour and you know blast beats and all the other stuff Mm. and it can lose everything apart from the technicality and you go, that's really, really impressive. Wow, Mm. it's cool that people can do that. But do they actually feel like people? Whereas Tool actually do feel like people. And I think getting that balance to the point where they've got it, Mm. where they are just exceptional at both of those things to this degree to this standard you know at this point i'm like 13 year wait i would i'd wait another 13 years if it was going to get something as good as this again
1: yeah i think um i mean i think that's what takes the time i mean we should be clear that this album has not taken 13 years to make um because there's been legal wranglings and they've been touring 10,000 days and all mm-hmm. sorts of things. And Maynard's been doing Pusifer and um, Perfect Circle. It did take about three, though, three years to make. And, yeah. and you know, um, even like these big prog rock masterpieces or prog metal albums, you know, will often take about six months. And it's that kind of thing, which it's, is what takes so long to make it sound human or... Um, less mechanical or or you know getting getting a part where justin and adam are playing off of one another might be playing totally different rhythms but somehow it all mixes and colludes in in a way that it actually works you know mm. um and that's that's the thing that all do which almost every other band doesn't and that's why we talk about them in this kind of with this level of um awe, i suppose
0: Yeah, that's exactly the word I was going to use. Mm. Or, um, yeah, having lived with it, eight listens in. I know we've spoken about it quite a lot, but I almost feel like we should come back to it in the 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 end of the year. Well, it's which I'm sure we. I mean, you know, (laughs) spoiler alert. Yeah, there's no like uh, you. I mean, the idea that this wouldn't be in my top twenty albums of the year is insane yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah. like we we you you all know that it's going to be in there yeah uh so we will be talking about it later on yeah yeah, year, yeah yeah, obviously and
1: i think i think i think we should do and it deserves to be talked about i mean maybe not for this long but but again because you cannot you cannot a ten thousand days took me about three four years before i really loved it like at first i was like oh it's a good album and 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 it, it took several years before I went, actually it is a brilliant album and it is almost as good as Latter Alice and Anima, you know.
0: What do you anticipate the reaction to this? So what we, we can't say exactly how great this is and where it sits in the, I mean, again, a, a, another music journalist uh, who I won't name in shame listened to it once and went, it's definitely better than 10,000 days, but it's not as good as Latter Alice, I heard them say as they're walking out. And I just thought, you clearly don't understand this band at all. Like you can't, you can't make that kind of (laughs) proclamation after one fucking listen, especially when you spoke all the way through it, you prick. But um, (laughs) uh, anyway, (laughs) but anyway, um, uh, so I'm not going to say like, well, where does it sit in their back? We can't, we can't, we can't have that conversation.
1: I have to say, I've been asked that a lot over the past couple of days. and, And at the moment it's impossible to say.
0: Yeah. I think it's very, very, you know, you get a feel of how you might yeah. feel of it. Yeah, I've got eventually. a feel of, um, nah, I wouldn't yeah. want to say. Um, but what we can uh, say is what we think the reaction to it will be. Mm. What do you think the reaction to this is going to be?
1: I think it will be enormously... Polarising? Sp- Polarising and split to begin with. I think there'll be a week or two of... We, we live in a culture where even just when um, the single came out, uh, single i mean yeah. i do really feel like i need to go 13 years for that? What the fuck? yeah exactly you had this polarizing thing of like i mean to judge tall on a single is so i didn't even listen to it because i i was like i don't want to listen to it until it's part of the full package you know um but yeah my my timeline was full of either this is the best thing ever or this is the worst shit i've ever heard you know and it and you know we talked about this earlier with the downward thing Mm -hmm. that 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 is the initial bullshit that you have to kind of navigate through before you actually understand whether where this album is going to be placed yeah um i hope it will be placed enormously highly in people's regards and i hope that a lot of people will take and it you know sweeps album of the year um lists at the end of the year and so on and so forth because i would like to see an album this daring and this i'd like to see a post-rock album this uh, daring which it effectively is um be taken to everyone's heart and if there's any band who's going to do release a record where everything is against it in a commercial sense more air quotes um i think are the the band to do that and it become a massive massive fucking success um but people are going to have to spend time with it and they are going to have to listen to it a few times and we live in an incredibly disposable society where you know there'll be another record out in a couple of weeks time and and will people give it that i mean i will say i've been pleasantly surprised by the reaction to tool since it went up on streaming i thought a lot of Uh, I thought I thought a lot of young people would listen to them and go, I don't see what the fuss is all about. Like listen to it once and go, I don't see what the fuss is about. And you know, the reaction has been very, very positive generally. I think so I would like, I I hope I'm pleasantly surprised and, and it is embraced as a genuinely brilliant, brilliant record. Yeah, me too.
0: Um, The thing is like last time when you bought 10,000 days, you better listen. You, you Either go out and buy something else or you can't listen to it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's not the case. We're in a totally different world now where you can listen to the tool record once, totally dismiss it because you've not paid anything to do that mm. once it's on streaming sites, and then not bother getting into it. And I think before they went up on streaming sites, I think that's what I would have assumed would happen to this record. But I've been been really pleasantly surprised with how many band, how many people, usually young people, have turned around and gone, "Oh my god, Tool are brilliant, aren't they?" You yeah. Um, so and it's like, yeah, we've been fucking telling you for years, but yeah, um, yeah. But you so
0: know, who I knows? They ain't just getting. Yeah, take a brave person to take a punt on a fucking hundred pound picture disc of Lateralis on vinyl. Do you know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Well, well, I will yeah. say that I will say that. Like I said oh, I just buy the albums, and people were like. Lara Alice, picture disc fucking vinyls hundred quid. I'm not paying.
1: I mean, you know, MP3s of them do exist.
0: There are digi- di- They're
1: always available digitally. Mm. You know, weren't they? Weren't they? You could buy them. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, like, there are other ways. They're on YouTube. Yeah. If you really, you know.
0: Want to be a bit of prick about it? <laughs> you you, you want to listen to these fucking tool on your telly? Well, oh. true. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Anyway, um, I guess that's. That's that, isn't it?
1: Well, we could go on for hours, couldn't we? But it this feels like a good place to stop it, I mean, yeah. there's several we've not even talked about culling voices, we've barely talked about Invincible and Descending. Mm-hmm. I mean, those songs were released
0: already, but but they are. I mean, what I will they're all say brilliant. about those, those songs are great. <laughs> um, yeah. they're 10 minutes plus. They, yeah. um, either start with a very ingenious piece of bass, stroke drum, stroke guitar, and the rest of the band slowly. Like smoke on it, Yes. Everything yes. kind of seeps in. This album doesn't. It, it, the I spoke again to kind of really close up I and mean, that's the thing. The genius of Tool is that I don't ever feel like it doesn't feel like it's played to a click track. It doesn't. It's not feel like. Well, I'm sure it's not. Um, it doesn't feel like it's played to a click track. It doesn't feel like it's been too touched by computers. It mm. all feels really real, but organic. It, it feels really organic. It feels really. It, it, it moves and it flows and it uh-huh. builds and it dissipates and it gives, it, it respects the other instruments. Like they're just, it's, it's a fucking master Like what it is, is a whether you enjoy listening to this or not, you cannot deny this is an absolute masterclass in songwriting, in, um, dynamics. in dynamics, in musical, um, in generosity in, musical in, generosity in the manner in which
1: for people four musicians interact with one another yeah and, and 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 how they give one another space yeah for their parts to breathe but also each member is contributing something utterly outstanding as
0: well mm. yeah. so there you have it um let us know what you think uh, at right act underscore podcast or <laughs> on Twitter if you want to give a yeah. little review of the new tool album yeah i would Do I would give like, it a I'm, listen i want to know what people think I'm really intrigued to know what people think, especially the people who have this is you know there'll be people who've never heard tool before who have never bothered at all until they came out on streaming services yeah, yeah. who don't remember a tool album being released or kind of remember the last one being released and do you know what I mean but mm-hmm, weren't really in that sort of thing there'll be a lot of people that that is true for so um, yeah Fear Inoculum it's out um, see you in 2032 then
1: <laughs> let's hope it's not that long uh, really really Danny funny. Carey was saying "In was it in Metal Hammer you were saying if yeah. it's another 13 years he'll be 71 by yeah. 90, you know let's be a bit quicker next time yeah let's I don't want to be doing that
0: my back hurt enough waiting to see him <coughs> it download after I'm 39 I'll be fucking I'll be 52. Yeah. 52? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Can you imagine? I'll be dead. So, you know. No, don't say that. <laughs> anyway. Fair, fair. With my cholesterol. Uh, fear Inoculum by Tool is out. Right bloody fucking now. I don't know why I did it in that accent. Um, let's talk about another album, which is not entirely... I said this to you, I don't think this is entirely dissimilar language that we'll be using for this record room okay. I don't think. Yeah. Um, this is a band called Hugar, uh, Varroa. This is their second album. They're an Iceland- Icelandic instrumental duo. Sure. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, 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 that's um, right.
1: I, I, I was only... Um, I'm, I'm not sure about your pronunciation of the um, uh, title. Varroa. Well, it's a D, isn't it? It's Varda.
0: Oh, okay. I've read it wrong. <laughs> it's got a bloody weird thing over the top of it. It's got a weird thing on it. It's got yeah. an umlaut. It's not an umlaut. It's a funny... Oh, I don't know, do John, I? Wait, 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 wait. Anyway, Brexit means Brexit, mate. I'm not fucking <laughs> paying attention to all these lot of spelling their stupid words. Um, um, yeah, yes. so they're an
1: ambient... Um, duo who use a lot of sort of piano and brass and strings as well as guitar and drums Mm. you could probably fit them into the neoclassical mould of stuff that we've covered a little bit in the past I think probably the best record we've covered since we've been a podcast is that Oliver uh, Oliver Arnold's Their remember record. They uh Olaf Arnolds actually did drums on their first album. So oh. the Icelandic scene is very it's very small because very few people live in Iceland. But um they've also worked with Bjork, Sigaros, uh Olaf Arnolds, and Johan Johansson, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the lead singer from Agent Fresco and stuff. So they've collaborated with loads of musicians in the past, yep. but this is actually their second record proper, if that right. makes sense.
0: It's a little bit different from all of those things as well, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit. And I think the brass plays quite like when when you say this band have got a brass section mm-hmm. or this artist's got a brass section Well they use a lot of brass, I would say, yeah. Yeah, okay. But so when you think about brass and the way that it's used in alternative music, quote unquote rock music, mm-hmm. what, like whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, um, you get an idea in your head of that being one of two things usually I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh and that is either ska- ska punk, mm-hmm. which is not this. Or that kind of mad jazz trumpet.
1: Ah, yeah, uh, sort of a Mars Walter style. Yeah,
0: Mars Walter or, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Like, Apple uh, Duet. remember that? Mm-hmm. So a bit of that. What about um, uh, Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel? Yeah, Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel. That's weird, actually, because that's one of the ones that I thought of mm. in sort of connection with this record, because that is that kind of background, like, sort of, Swell, yeah. Okay, grass isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's not. Obviously, it's not as extreme. I
1: mean, comparing this record to Behemoth is, is not very. Yeah, often really have done that. <laughs> but
0: shouldn't have done that. But, <laughs> but 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 I think the the intent of what it's meant to do is sort saying. of similar. Um This is like uh, a Hovis advert set in a geyser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that sounds quite pleasant. Yeah man and it, it is and I think this is a pleasant album.
1: It's yeah it's re- it, it's it's really it's a really pleasant listen and it's really really nice. It's the kind of thing that I like to work to this kind of music, you know, yeah. it sort of just takes me away and just changes the atmosphere in the room a little bit and just makes everything seem a bit more pleasant and doable, <laughs> you know, than if, in than if Behemoth is blasting out at me, yeah. which I find distracting. Yeah. Um, and um, I think, I think there are better records along this lines um, than, than this, but, but actually I think this is a really pleasant way to spend about 48 minutes mm. as well It's actually I keep thinking it's much shorter than it is and maybe that's because I'm not being bombarded constantly but you know it doesn't bore me at any point or
0: anything like that no I mean it's not the most uh dynamic of listens I don't think no there are um it it for the most part it
1: stays very very ambient and then mm. there are a few Bits where it perks up, where yeah. I like uh, that as well. And it mm. does
0: sound good. And it just that to me is, you know, you need to concentrate. You need to sit and concentrate on the Tall album. You ne- you probably are going to be concentrating or being attacked by the Behemoth album, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You're right. This is a cool record, and these records are cool to put on and just feel like you're listening to something calming mm. and enjoyable and nice mm-hmm. and you know enough that it grabs your te- is well made enough that mm-hmm. it grabs your attention to go oh that's a nice little bit yeah. and yeah. when those brass se- when that brass section does kind of cut through a bit and when they do throw in a little you know odd time signature here and there mm-hmm. i go oh yeah I- oh yeah. Uh, this yeah, 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 this exactly. yes, yeah this is on this is on yes yeah. it's definitely on yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you are sort of suddenly it, it catches your ear yeah. it's a bit like listening to somebody else's interesting conversation or overhearing someone else's interesting nice. conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know sometimes you hear people and you think, I shouldn't really listen to them, but you can't help it and then they'll say something and you go, oh, and you sort of perk up. But it's quite just the sort of the nice feeling of voices being yeah. around you yeah. is a nice feeling. And I, this is a this is a nice album. Yeah. I don't really feel like I remember that much of it.
1: No, I, I think a lot of these records are like that, though. And, and I think a lot of these records... Um, you know you don't pick out sort of individual songs as highlights you put on the whole thing and 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 just you kind of float away with it not i mean it's very difficult to talk about these records without sounding like a total hippie but but that is that i mean it is it is the kind of music that would likely be used in like meditations and yoga and stuff like that in some places um it's just really well done and it's, you know, more interesting than a lot of that music, I would mm. say. Um, and, you know, there's very much an Icelandic feel to it. I mean, Hovis' advert in Geisha's is uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if the band will like that or not, but it is good. Um,
0: uh, fucking, don't like a Hovis' advert? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right, right. I'm sure they'll be fine with it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I wanted to bring this forward because they, I, I think it is a really good, I think it's a good example of this without it being sort of like the best, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, I do really like what they're doing. I think they've worked with some brilliant musicians. I think when it's good, it's really fucking good, you know? Um, and yeah, if you like that kind of ambient chilled out sort of thing and vibe, which I do quite a lot, I'd say sort of stars of the lid, ambient sides of cigarose, Olaf um, Arnold's is a very good Max Richter. Um, then this is absolutely worth checking out it's 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 nice i'm glad you liked it i wasn't sure if you were going to be just I like i quite liked it yeah.
0: yeah i did yeah i thought it was uh, it was an enjoyable way to spend you know 40 minutes
1: yeah yeah exactly it's 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 very nice it's the sort of thing you might you might put it on oh i don't you might put it on to go to bed kind yeah kind of thing you, you know might. but in but it's it's background music but in the nicest possible way most of the time when i say something's background music i'm being disparaging towards Mm. it this is background music which just changes the atmosphere of a room and makes everything feel a bit more pleasant
0: yeah it's good it's quite good yeah so there you go uh they're called Hugar. You go. And the album has got a D in it. It's called I think it's
1: Varda. I mean Varda. Know, all yeah. of these
0: all of the names are Icelandic and we don't know what we're doing in terms of pronunciation. Nah, but, sorry yeah. about that, guys. Um but hey, listen, we're gonna keep uh in, in Scandinavia. Um and we're gonna be moving on to Entombed A D, Bowels of Earth. Yeah. The third album of new material from Entombed A D after the I have to say, fairly ho-hum, Back to the Front in 2014 and Dead Dawn in 2016.
1: Little confession here, I have not, this is the first Entombed AD record I've ever heard. Mm. Could you, um, for people who don't know, and actually just fill in a couple of blanks for me, what is the difference between Entombed and Entombed AD?
0: So, Entombed AD is Elgi Petrov, who is the vocalist, the the voice of Entombed, Mm -hmm. and some other dudes. Okay, Whereas...
1: so Elgie LG is the only person from yeah. Entombed. Ah, yeah. okay.
0: And there is an entombed with um I believe it's Alex Helid, uh has kept the entombed name. Okay. And I think uh some of the other previous members, um, but not Nick Anderson, is in the current incarnation of entombed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this isn't entombed, so this not this is not really entombed. But then I don't think the entombed doing the rounds is really entombed either. Mm. It's I don't like these situations mm. where you're both saying that you're a thing. I mean yeah. Queensrike have it at the moment. And you know, to be fair, I don't want one Queensrike, let <laughs> alone <laughs> two. Um but but um but it's always a bit of a a weird one we think. Well you're both doing the same. All right, you fucking you obviously don't like each other, you've obviously had a yeah. falling out but they were banned for so long.
1: And neither is as good as the other, uh, neither is as good as the, the, original, the, the original. Yeah, the original yeah, thing. Yeah. And that
0: might, you know, they might still, uh, you know, the, the last entombed album, The Serpents, one. I can't remember the full name of it, It's not a great record, to be fair. That came okay. out in like 2010 or something, like 2008, nine, okay. something like that. No and um, and uh, yeah, and I, I would like to have, entombed back as entombed Mm. you know sort of selfishly because i'd like to see the proper entombed Mm. playing those Mm. classic songs but also because the last time entombed were around there wasn't a whole raft of really fucking cool british and united states based hardcore sludgy hardcore bands Mm -hmm. who had sort of wholesale borrowed their guitar sound and their you know, I'd kind of taken that and turned it into this you know that the, the a lot of the punk bands that we rave about all the time mm. now you know that sludgy hardcore thing is a direct not i don't want to say rip off but it's a direct it's from a direct influence certainly influenced yeah a huge influence that tomb had on that scene they're Definitely.
1: often uh they're often one of the main bands who are uh credited with um the black and roll movement aren't yeah. they death yeah. and roll yeah death and roll sorry
0: yeah so um it's just a shame that these situations i just think it's a shame so i think we should say that first of all um but this album this is a tough week is what i will say for any band because yeah. you're up against tall we said yeah. it at the start you're up against tall yeah. and bless um you know bless uh what they're Vado, H- Huga, Huga. Hmm. What's the album called? Vada. Vada, yeah. Varda. Uh,
1: the Huga album technically came out the week before.
0: So. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, that's us putting it on them. I'm sorry, lads. Um, but Varda, like you know, is it is a good record? It's a fine record. But there's enough that is sort of, even though I said it sort of sits in the background, and it is obviously very, very different from the tour record. Very, very different. But. When you've got a tour record and you've also got that, yeah. it is like if I'm listening to something ambient yeah. something yeah, yeah. In, involving, I ain't listening to you, mate. Mm, mm, like, mm, 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 do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas, Entombed are all right this week because they've just gone, nah, fuck, fuck subtlety, fuck it. Like, do what the Entombed of old used to do and just absolutely blast through eleven tracks of just disgraceful guttural death metal. And fucking fair play to him. It hmm. sounds good. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I think we're gonna have a uh, no a disagreement over this one. Oh I'm yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want ten tracks.
0: Actually, sorry, not
1: eleven. That's exactly what my disagreement was. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, no. Um, I, um, I mean, I don't like death metal in the way that you like death metal. I'm far more. Are we calling this death metal? Well, they. I'm are. happy to
0: call it death metal.
1: They're calling it death metal, so I'm going to call it death metal. All right, no um, from me. You are definitely a bigger fan of this kind of thing than me. I feel like, fam- I mean, I'm quite happy to say this. I feel like a casual death metaler. I will take what I consider the best of the genre, the best sort of half a dozen bands, and I'm probably happy with that. To be honest, I think um, Entombed AD are perfectly fine. Um, I think they do the old school death metal thing rather than the newer sort of version of it. So it's kind of doesn't sound like it was recorded in a you know cookie tin or anything like that. But it's a bit of a rawer uh, kind of uh, more uh, I don't know razorblady sound. Yeah, razor that kind of sword, dirty, sword rusty chainsaw, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I think Rusty Chainsaw is my favourite sheriff. By the way. <laughs>
1: And, and and i th- i think it's fine i think it's fine um but i i am not the person to come to if you if you come to me at the end of the year and say what's the best death metal record of the year i would say well talk to someone else um but of all the death metal records that we have covered this year um it's probably my least favorite and i made a little list of them of oh, yeah, records records that you could call death metal mm-hmm. um and so we've done the Venom Prison one.
0: Uh, yeah, Venom Prison's better than this.
1: Bloodbath. Um Come on, blood that was bath. last
0: year, wasn't it? I'm sure sh- I'm sure Bloodbath was, was last
1: year. year. Oh, well, we've done it ended on 3 then. In that case, but you know. Um a Monomath.
0: Is that it's, death metal? This uh, yeah, is is yeah, is Viking kind of death metal, yeah.
1: It's yeah. Viking
0: metal. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that though. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I don't want to get too bogged down yeah, yeah, I don't want to be yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be someone on the YouTube. Yeah. Like on Jared Dines comment page on youtube i don't want to be that person
1: the only other one i could think of was soil work
0: uh yeah that's sort of melodic death metal but it's actually kind of i mean yeah okay yeah it's not really uh, that is i might query that one that's okay. more like sort of that's fine modern that, you heavy know I will, point, I will
1: i will so. i will defer to you but but i w- i was struggling to think of many others i mean i almost threw full of hell in there but i was like oh, yeah i would have not of, i would have no. gone no yeah yeah, no, yeah, 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 no yeah 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 quite and full of hell clearly pisses on this um, Yeah, so does. um and i i would personally say i mean two of those records are monomath and soil work if you don't want to include soil work fine but, um, but two of those records i wasn't massively into I probably prefer a monomath and soil work to this. Do you I'm really? Honest. Yeah, I probably do, actually. And 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 to and to be super clear, I don't think this is a bad album. I just don't think there's anything to particularly recommend with it either. I think it's very uh, to be fair to them, I will say this. LG in the um bio, he says, um Let me cut this. You say fuck you, Renfrew, why don't you like death metal? he says in their bio it's death metal simple and straightforward right yeah it is that's probably not going to be for me i guess there's very little there's very little death metal where it is just that and nothing else that's gonna entertain me Mm. so i'm not gonna sit here and go this album's crap because i don't think it is crap i just don't think it's that good either i think it's
0: fine i think it's totally fine it's mm. it's fine. It's okay. I like it. Okay, I like it more than the other two. I'd probably like it more than the last entombed album. Okay, but I don't like it more than any of the great entombed stuff. Absolutely, not. definitely, definitely Absolutely not. There's not. no, you know, like I'm. I, I see exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I there are a few. I mean, I was really. I was. I pressed this with a great degree of te- trepidation. Mm because I am such a big fan of Entombed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I got the first Entombed idea, I went, oh yes. Mm-hmm. And I put it on and I sort of went, "Ah, oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so when this one kicked off, Torment r- Remains into Elimination, I was like, "Gee, all you've got to do is get the tone right. Just mm-hmm. get that tone right and make it fast and make it death metal. And you've got the geezer from Entombed fronting you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to probably, y- you know, I am... I am a fish in a barrel and he's got a fuck off big shotgun, yeah, yeah. LG Petrov, for me. Like, you know, I've just got, in the same way as you're saying, it's not really for, for you. Yeah, I suppose I have to sort of fess up and go, <laughs> it's exactly, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is like knocking on my door going, hello, you will like me. And Do you know be, what I mean?
1: And to be fair, I think there are a lot of people listening slash watching this who will be exactly the same. If you just like death metal and you just, you know, you just lap it all up i've seen i would recommend this album definitely
0: mm. here's what i here's what i like about it because i mentioned the sort of tonality of of it and and yeah. what i thought lacked in the kind of the last entombed record into the sort of entombed ad releases is entombed feel not just heavy and brutal but a bit scary as well do you know what i mean they like we need to song like like this with the devil from to ride shoot straight or when we had when um uh well anything from Wolverine Blues mm-hmm. to be fair mm-hmm. has got like a kind of a, a, like a screaming in the background. There's mm-hmm. almost like ah! yep. going on in the background. Yep. And it's just unsettling. Yeah unsettling and unnerving about yeah. Entombed at their very, very best. And yeah. um and I think they managed to capture that. There's a bit on the start mm-hmm. of I mean the 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 bit that I think the the cool kind of high point of the record is Bourbon Nightmare into fit for a king. Oh really? Yeah, That's I really sweet. like that because it, it just it kind of stomps for a bit and then it speeds up and it feels it lurch it kind of like I like it when they lurch. Okay. You know, and it does that and it feels and and it's got that kind of, you know, Bourbon Nightmare. It's got that rock and roll um vibe to it. Uh,
1: yeah, it has a sort of um well it's in the name, isn't it? Sort of whiskey bar, rock and roll vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they're great at doing Sour that. Mash. Yeah, they're yeah. great at doing that.
0: And when they go full kind of B movie, um, like B movie death metal mm.
2: uh
0: slacker fucking slasher film mm. death metal mm. chainsaws. Cannibal course kind of thing. Yeah, chainsaws and chugging beer and it's almost like taking all of the aesthetics of Thrash. mm and putting it into death metal.
1: I, I I 100% agree with you. Uh Old and tuned records absolutely have that unsettling feeling. I didn't feel unsettled by this. I was quite disappointed by not feeling unsettled. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I, it's not
0: there throughout the whole album. I have to say the Hank Williams cover, I'll Never Get Out This World Alive, that didn't really, that didn't work. I think even Devil Driver, we saw a Devil Driver mm, covers record, mm. I think yeah level that. driver did a better job yeah leave it to Des. Sort of leave it to, to do them um there,
1: there was one uh, i mean i read the bio because one of us has to uh
0: and there, <laughs> we uh, neither. Of us, <laughs> actually.
1: It, well actually in terms of this bio no neither of us needed to but uh it said flying the flag for balls out a murderous death metal and i was like balls out fine murderous when you've got venom prison yeah and fucking you know Dying fetus, dying fetus, cannibal corpse, even, mm. um, uh, more decapitated. You know, fuck mm. it. Like when you've got those bands calling this murderous death metal is a little bit like really. Yeah. I thought it was. I don't want to call it tame because it's so obviously. You know, if you put gave it this to co- common man on the street, they wouldn't think it's tame. But for death metal, I, I think it's quite tame.
0: Yeah, maybe. But then I mean, for death metal. To ride, shoot straight, and speak the tooth is quite tame. For death metal. It's just the songs yeah. are fucking brilliant. Um they yeah. even bring and a bit the, And of the sl- songs are quite good on this. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is the difference. Like, okay, yeah. like this is not some glorious return to form. No. This is just for me, this is an album where I go, uh you sound a, you sound like entombed more than you did in the other one. So it's so you're better. happy, yeah? And enough. I'll take it. And I even like there's a bit of that kind of um. I, we were well, one of the first into one of the first shows we ever did. We spoke about the same difference by entombed, yes. and I love that on yes. changes that slide, bow, bow, ba bow, bow slide guitar. And he's even chucked a little bit of that. He's, well, I don't know if he has, but there is one, one hears a bit of that in uh, I think it might be Worlds Apart. There's one of those mm. towards a kind of latter period of it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, these guys obviously love entombed as well. Like, the people who are playing it, they may not be of the same calibre, mm. and it may not be uh, as good mm. as, uh, you know, the chemistry, mate, But just been ages talking about chemistry, and I think, mm. you know, the chemistry of those people at that time obviously played a massive part into the formation of Entombed, mm. um, and it's not quite the same on this. Mm. But those people obviously have a great degree of reverence. I bet they love being in this band.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they do.
0: And and and
1: more and power not to really them. any
0: reason why we should sort of be like, ah, yeah. oh, bless them. Like, you know, well,
1: that's what that's why I'm not being really cruel on it. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't like it, and I won't listen to it again. But you know, like, I, I'm, there are people who will dig this just for it being more entombed, like than it has been in the past. Mm such as yourself such as me um but um you know i don't know i guess i guess i'm i'm often the one on this show who's going i want i want to have a genre with a little twist or something i want something a little bit different and by their own admission this is very straight ahead Mm. you know it's 36 minutes it's bang 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 There, there are tiny tiny little moments of what i would very very uh or well, may, maybe call experimentation on it, like there's a piano on one track, which comes in for 30 seconds, then is completely dismissed. They've
0: done piano a bunch of times in the past. No, me? sure, no, but, no. but
1: well, AD or oh, no, Entombed as a
0: whole different band isn't it mm.
1: um, mm. <laughs> um it is. but but um you know and and, and then the piano is completely dismissed for the rest of the song until one riff at the end which they clearly wrote purely so that they could bring the piano back in um and and that's kind of like the most basic level of experimentation i think and there's like four moments on this record where they try that mm. try something incredibly basic and that's fine. That that may well be enough for some people. Some people may not want any experimentation. In fact, a lot of people listen to death metal records probably don't want any whatsoever. No, <laughs> so don't. therefore, you know, this is for you. But um, but yeah, that doesn't... It, that don't impress me much in the words of uh, Shania, Shania Twain. Yeah,
0: a far better musician. Um, anyway, that's... Uh, probably uh, takes... <laughs> oh, well, I probably take. You it. fucking better watch out, <laughs> mate. Um, that's bows of Earth by Entombed AD. I, right. Listen... It, it, like, fucking, just give it a listen. Please. Will you go back to it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> know. I mean, I, I, a couple of songs I might do. Okay. But it depends. I listen to Entombed a lot. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, they're one of the bands I listen to the most. Um, Is it likely
1: you would go to this record when you want to listen to Entombed, though?
0: I, well, because I listen to. So much of them, maybe that maybe one day I might go, Well, oh, fuck it, I'll put on, okay. I don't go back to the other in Team Day because you know, like usually it's on Spotify or whatever. Mm. So I'm like, Oh, I, I listen to that one this time. And because mm. they're not right next to it, maybe I won't. I don't know, mm. I, I don't know. But I enjoyed while I was there, I had a lovely time. Okay, Fair. Yeah. all right, last album comes from Black Futures, Never Not nothing or Nothing. Uh, this is the debut album from the UK electronic rock duo it feels like we've been banging on about this band since we started this podcast that's and have. if it does feel like that then yeah that's because well, we, <laughs> we have um so they call themselves sentient sonic anarchists oh do they mm. okay uh okay. i didn't know that um so finally after lots of chat we get because we have reviewed them live a bunch yeah. of times <laughs> and we have spoken about each kind of single that is released um yeah
1: i was i was actually i looked back and i think i've reviewed them live on this show four times you've reviewed them a couple of times as well yeah yeah so yeah we have talked about them a lot i think people i think long-term listeners should basically know what they are um Mm. for those who don't listen long-term it's a duo who have a very kind of explosive live show that with brilliant crowd participation um, they bring out people in white hazmat suits that interact with the crowd in a, in a quite brilliant way. You were very cynical about them for a little while, I think it's fair to say. Would you? I
0: was, a li- I, I thought to myself, I can see how this is good. Mm-hmm. And I like, I do like the idea a bit. I'd I, I like to see them be given a fuck off big budget.
1: Well, they're on Sony, they're so on that Sony, may well happen.
0: So that may happen. Um, but I, I was like, it's kind of all about the music really, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. the music has to stand up to those things. I think you and a lot of people have said that. Yes. And having seen them, the last time I saw them was seeing them support in Bring Me The Horizon or like, they went, they were playing on a different stage, but they played the All Points East day that Bring Me The Horizon played. Yep. And they were one of, were it not for idols, I think they might have been the best band of the whole mm-hmm. day. Yep. They got a very, very short set, 20 minutes. They were great. And they won over a lot of people who yep. probably had never, ever heard of them before yep. and knew nothing about them. Um, uh, well, uh, stand Up Drummer,
1: yeah yeah stand-up drummer who does loads of like lots of accoutrements and lots of bits and pieces going Mm on quite a lot of it is either if not done live triggered which is good enough for me in these days where things aren't done live at all or on track yeah um i would also say radar fest a couple of three or four weeks ago that Mm -hmm. i went to not a typical radar fest band if you imagine sort of tech fest um that's kind of what radar yep. fest is going for and they were the secret act and they did split people down the middle but people again people who loved them fucking loved them right so, okay you know they do a lot of like warehouse shows and stuff like that taking people to secret places and then taking yeah. your phone all that stuff's cool. all that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah
0: all that stuff's cool and my point of them at, at uh all points east was that they were great live but it was probably the first time where I went, these songs sound fucking good. Yes. Power Drunk, yes. Body and Soul. Body and Soul. Oh, yes. Dig. Yes. Um uh, gutters. Them? Gutters, yeah. okay. Um hearing those songs live. Riches. Riches, yeah. I thought these songs sound like I- I'm I want to hear the album now. I'm looking forward to hearing the album. Mm. So Renfrey, we've heard it now. Well, what do you think?
1: Well, I think, I mean, I've been following this band for 18 months to two years. And I feel like, I feel like when, when you say we've heard the album now, the first time I listened to this album, I feel like I knew all of it Hmm. because I I feel like I'd I'd heard a lot of it. I feel, yeah, I feel like I knew most of it. And I do think that they write amazing hooks Mm. to be honest. I think they write incredible hooks. And I think they on a song like Body and Soul, for example, the way that they marry it with that electronic stuff, I think is incredibly impressive. I mean, Body and Soul is basically like a 21st century reworking of Silverchair's Freak and Aphex Twins Come, Come to Daddy, mm. you know, and they mesh those two together in a way that really works. And, and, and it sounds despite a lot of electronic stuff being used, it does sound quite organic the way that the song moves. I think at their best, that's what Black Futures are. Um, Whether that be Body and Soul, Riches, Youth Man is really good at that, Karma You Dig. Um, When these songs are good, I think they're fucking brilliant. And actually, personally for me, there isn't a single song on this record that I would skip either. I I think all of them are of a very decent level. And electronics with rock music historically has a sell by date which is very very quick mm. um i feel... radiator <laughs> Do you remember radiator uh, well you you told me about radiator which is why i know about radiator yeah and 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 i think look i mean predicting the future and predicting how well this is going to age is a is a fool's errand but I think it's going to age pretty damn well, personally. I don't think... Uh, you you mentioned the P word before we started recording. Pit shifter. Pit shifter. Now, we both love pit shifter. Yeah, yeah. Right? Do. We do both love them. But I think we would both admit that there is an element of nostalgia as to why we yes, love them. Yes, probably. Um, it, it's, it would be very difficult for me to wholeheartedly, hand on heart, go up to a 23-year-old and go, you have to listen to pitch shifter. It's going to blow your mind, mm. you know. Um. I, I feel like this is gonna. What? What? You? You don't. Do you?
0: Um, I don't want to. Idea. <sighs> okay, so I wanted an ideas above our station. By hundred reasons. Remember when you? I'd mm-hmm. seen hundred reasons those times. I know all those songs. And then the album came out, and it sounded. Like the songs that I'd heard live, enormously high expectations, but sure, yeah. But no, no, but that's that's. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. on a debut album with a band who you've been waiting a really, really long time. Yeah, they've released a bunch of songs from it. Yeah, about fucking five of them songs off Hundred Reasons debut album had been released as singles before the album came out. As, as is so the you case, knew as is the case with this. As album is the case as well, here, think, so yeah. you knew you were getting um, at least half them great yeah, at least records. half of them. Yeah. yeah, and you were like, oh, okay, cool. Um and you'd go and see them live, and I've seen them live a bunch of times, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember, and I put this on, and I kind of remember the sensation of seeing it live, right? And like like I say, with the 100 Reasons album, it matched the sensation of seeing it live. I just don't feel that the the excitement of their live shows has been translated onto record.
1: I... I think, I think it's impossible to translate the excitement of their live shows onto record, but I, to counter that, I think it's done. It's been done as well as it possibly could have been. I, 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 I do. They, they listening to these songs on record. Of course, I don't go mad. Like I do at their shows. I'm not drinking for most of time <laughs> the but I do, but you I are. do. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't lie. Lie. <laughs> I've got a drip in me right now. Mm. Um, but um but they do give, they do get my adrenaline going and i do think fucking yes you know when body and soul comes in with that like i want your soul part or whatever and mm. i do think they you know the I, I mean that richest song i've <laughs> been i the amount of times i've done that
0: that's a good song. Money don't care for. Yeah, that's a you know great the amount song. of
1: times I've done that hook on this podcast alone. I pretty mm. much bring up that hook every time Blackfuge is mentioned. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's a I think it's a very very good debut. I don't think it's perfect, but I think mm. it's very good.
0: Yeah, I okay maybe my expectation levels were a little bit higher for it because I really having seen them and have them having had them really 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 win me over live. I expected to get the album and go, yes, mm, this okay. is it. This is the thing. I think, again, to go back to a, a 90s band, I wanted uh How to Make Friends and Influence People and I've got formaldehyde. <laughs> that's television, by the way. Um, so the debut television album was full of good songs that were not quite sonically um
1: oh, i just needed a better production yeah. That album, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: and i feel like you say that you can't ever replicate the the, the feeling of their live shows on record i i'm not sure 100 i'm sure you can't well the prodigy managed to do it Ooh, well i would strongly disagree with that but no I no i think that it, uh, the prodigy at their best you would go, fuck me, this is... You'd put the record on and you'd be like, fucking hell, this is going to go mad live because I'm already like, ah. You put on Omen by The Mm. Prodigy, Mm. but you put on Smack My Bitch Up. Do you know what I mean? And you don't... Although, yes, it might be better live, but it's not like you go, oh, yeah, this was a really good live. And... It still feels as exciting. Now, I'm not saying this record's bad, right? I don't think it's bad at all. I think, like you say, the songwriting is really good. Yeah, I great. think, unfortunately, I have to disagree with you. I think bits of the electronic stuff, not, not only do I think it will date, I think it, it already really sounds has. a little bit wow. dated, to be honest, in terms okay. of sort of electronic music. But, you I mean actually, think, electronic but actually, I think that's all right. I think okay. that's all right. I think that that to me doesn't feel like it's dated. It feels like that is a stylistic decision. Okay, because this is you know, you mentioned Aphex Twin and you mentioned uh, um, Silverchair. I would chuck in John Spencer Blues Explosion. There used to be a band called if anyone remembers them called Goat Boy, who were a Welsh three-piece band who essentially were what I've just described, which w- which was um, a kind of uh, electronic heavy version of the John Spencer Blues explosion. Cool. And they had no good songs. And you oh. go and watch them live and you go like, Wow, there's like loads of bass throb and it sounds like, you know, the fucking Chemical Brothers or whatever, but he's going, you're yeah, he's going, you're yeah, rock and roll, you're yeah, in a sort of like weird Welsh Elvis way. Is it Alvana. Yeah. It kind like of um, and and you go on paper. That's that's a fucking great idea. Please write some good songs. Yeah, like Black Futures don't even need to do that. No, they don't they, even they need to. They've got songs. really, really good songs. At I least just,
1: I'd say at least half a dozen on this record. Yeah,
0: I just feel like um, it's not. This might be my problem. It's not as good as I wanted it to be.
1: Hmm.
0: It's not. I thought I was going to put it on and go we've got it we've got like the great debut of the year and it's i don't feel that it is the great debut of the year now don't get me wrong this feels like i'm slagging it off like i say songwriting wise and certainly their live like their live shows are that good that that's why this the bar i set yeah. the bar that yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. but the fact that i have set and you know they should probably take that as a compliment that i have set the bar that high mm. but unfortunately i feel like um on records some of the gaps kind of are uh, they, they? They're 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 more obvious on the
1: records. I hmm. um, I I I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong because that was your experience with it, but that is not what I experience when mm-hmm. listening to this record. It gives me almost the drive it does seeing it live. Okay. Uh, uh, close well I'm glad it, I'm glad it does.
0: I'm um, glad it does. I just want them, you know. I want them to be fucking. They could, you know, they could be. They're on Sony. They've got fucking such a brilliant idea of who they are yeah that's a clear idea of who they are yeah. not many bands have that these yeah. days yeah yeah and not many bands will be able to have the the budget yeah. to do the sort of thing that black futures want to do and they also have the songwriting ability to do it as well clearly that's why i want a fucking world year an album
1: fair enough fair enough i think i think this is a yeah i mean i would never go this is a phenomenal debut in in the in you know like Black Peaks statues or anything like that. Having said that, can you think of any debut albums which are better than this one this year? Puppy. Oh wow, I don't agree with that. Really? Yeah, I prefer this to Puppy definitely. I think that Puppy albums kind of disappeared a little bit. I mean, I don't think I, I we really like we both really liked the Puppy debut album i don't think it's a bad record at all but um of between the two i i i didn't listen to puppy far beyond it going coming out right it didn't keep my attention for that long and i feel like i mean partly that's due to when it was released it was released back in january if i recall. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, obviously time will tell if this keeps my interest But I feel like it will more so than Puppy Right, okay
0: um,
1: Well, um, okay.
0: let me have a look oh, God. While you're there, let's look for some debut albums so I can yeah. see if I'm talking, if the, you know, where this would sit uh, I'm on my iTunes right now we can. Um, we can cut this We're not cutting fucking anything Curse <laughs> uh, metal hands, does that count? No um, uh, oh, fuck, yeah. I mean, Gift from mm. God. I oh, know we haven't reviewed that well, yet. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. That's pretty fucking good, not? Um I mean, Curse These Metal Hands is a good shout. Fair play.
1: Um, they're so different, it's really hard to tell. But yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. throws. Mm, I take Black Features, I think. Throws is, is
0: brilliant, but. Uh, okay. What else is there? We Never Learned to Live. That's the second album. That's the second album. Um, I
1: mean, Fever 333 is one.
0: Yeah, but this, this okay, so this is better than Fever three three three. hundred percent this is better than Fever three three three. Uh yeah, there's not been many actually, has there? There's not been yeah. many debut records. Yeah, they haven't been like have come out this year. Um uh yeah. You yeah, it's it, it in that respect, it's up there, I guess. Yeah.
1: I mean I I I'm I'm not sitting here and going it's the best debut record of the year, but I do think it's one of them.
0: I take the Spielbergs album over it as well.
1: Oh, yeah, it is a debut, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't as enamoured with that as you were, but
0: yeah. A.A. Mm. Williams EP, does that count? Yeah, it's an EP. It's not a debut <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, with all that in mind, Ithaca?
1: Yeah, I prefer this. I
0: prefer it Ithaca?
1: Yeah, I think Ithaca's wonderful.
0: Holy uh, Form, uh, does that count? Oh,
1: that was last yeah, year. Holy
0: Form was last year. You're only saying that because you prefer it to this. Oh, I
1: oh uh, Holy fawn I prefer to almost everything that's come out this year. But, but it came out last year. So,
0: what else is on? There? Is uh, Alanis Morissette "Jagged Little Pill"? Is <laughs> that come out this year? <laughs> oh, do I prefer this or "Jagged Little Pill"? I probably do more. I
1: probably do prefer "Jagged Little Pill." It's a great record, though. Yeah, isn't it? Fucking great record. Really good.
0: Um, but listen. So yeah, I, there's only two or three there that I would say I do prefer. Fair I mean, enough. Puppy pops straight into my head straight away. Probably because yeah, okay. that is the one that I would. So it's probably my favourite one. Okay. Um, I think the Ithaca Records fucking great as well. Yeah, it really is. good. Um, but yeah, but overall, like, I this is good, and I probably will listen to it again because I think the songs are really good. Yeah, I think it will just be one of those ones. I don't want to compare it to Pitch Shifter because we've already said how you shouldn't be doing that. But if you listen to infotainment, I mean, fuck me it's a weird thing to compare. I go, go and listen to early pitch shifter and then mid period pitch shifter. And you'll <laughs> notice how all of it is really dated, but particularly the kind of early nineties infotainment and, yeah, uh, what was the one for the, industrial desensitized, um, yeah, I think, desensitized? Yeah. And desensitized are really, really dated in yeah. comparison with like yeah. deviant and www.pitchshifter.com. I still
1: love them, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, me too. Like I, I really do as well. So I think it's a hard trick to get right. And they do remind me of radio they still do remind me of radiator a little bit as well. And I, okay. not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Because on paper that's a, you know, radiator was just the Chemical Brothers crossed with Led Zeppelin. What's wrong with that? Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. It's just if you're crap. I
1: I, I think they do, I think they do it very, very well. But then at the same time I will say I am not an expert. I mean I, I think we made it clear I'm not an expert when it comes to electronic music. Yes. But you know. Um, you know, this isn't as exciting to me as say three Trap tigers but i think three Tigers are doing something totally different oh, it's completely in the electronic yeah. world so you know it's completely different yeah um
0: okay but hey listen i i'm this is not me going like fuck black futures or anything at all at all i just think they've i genuinely believe they've got a a a, a great record in them and yeah. i just don't i just don't quite think it's this one
1: no but if this is the, if this is the first then you know mm. if this is adrenaline and we get a white pony
0: jump after two records Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Happy days. Yeah. Because most bands do that, don't they? Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. But you know. Uh, Anyway, it's called Never Not Nothing. It's out right now. All right. Well, that's it. Um, We'll see you next week. Thanks very much to our friends at Musicism.net for uh, sorting us out of all this gear and being nice in general. Just being nice. Cheers. You're you're nice, Dan. And John, you're nice. And okay. uh, you can get 10% off their courses when you go over to their website and put Riot and Capitals in the checkout. 25%. As you probably know, 20, what did I say? 10. You can get, well, 10. You can get 10%. I'm going get 10% off twice and then half of 10 again.
1: <laughs> That's how math works. <laughs> That's just how math works.
0: <laughs> anyway, big week next week um, for fans of UK underground bands. <laughs> Because we are reviewing, Dude, Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes are back. I'm fuck off. I'm actually excited. No, about that. no, so am I. Yeah, I... Yeah, Don't yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't me. Being... I wasn't being sarcastic. No, I thought I thought you
1: started saying big, big week next week, and then realised that Hawkeyes aren't a massive band, even though they're a brilliant band. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um... no, no.
0: If you're if you're someone who has been rummaging around the UK underground for the last decade, then I would imagine you've gone yeah new hawkeyes yeah yeah the hawkeyes are fantastic and and... i can't be bothered to name any other bands we are reviewing because they're not as good <laughs> <laughs> uh enjoy the tool album we'll see you next week bye